listening to the UK and the world's favorite wrestling podcast, RTM Wrestling with your hosts, Andy and Emma. I'm wrong. Hello. Hello. Hello there. <laughs> Hello. Hello, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm okay. I thought I'd get in straight away. Shit. Yeah, I'm okay. Considering we've had a week off. Yes, unintentionally, but yeah, we have had a week off. Sometimes life just gets in the way. Life finds a way. Bingo, dino DNA. To fuck with your plans. There you go, I know. Yeah, so it wasn't planned to have a week off, but I've been ignorant to how much college work I'd have to be doing. (laughs) And last, last Sunday was just a fucking nightmare. But it was survived. And I've still got so I've got a little bit to do tonight, it's so not too much, so we can show on a show in. Does mean though So as I showed you before, like, you know, you've seen my copious notes. Yes. What I normally do. So like what I normally do the show, it's like easily four four pages worth of shit that I've put together and tweets and all that kind of stuff. This time it says RTM episode one eighty and there's literally two points. <laughs> That's it. It's fine. Not a rundown. I, 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 do you know what? I, 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 I will go back to that because I did really enjoy doing it. But I just don't have the fucking time. Don't worry about it. We're best when we're just, you know, spitballing. Spitballing. Lots of tangents, which is what Chris Horrick said when he mm-hmm. asked last week. Because we were struggling a little bit last week to come up with things to talk about other than just AEW great. Um, but... I just, I don't know, the questions were great and I've saved them, I'm going to keep them, so if you listen to this hoping that that was answered, I apologise, but they're definitely going to get done at some point, but they're all thinkers. Yes. So what I want right now is I want a podcast that is preferably an hour to two hours long, where we don't have to think. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's always hard, mind your elbows on this table. Oh, I was keeping it, I was keeping it still. Sorry. You're not, you're not having that? No, you're... I can still see the microphone wiggling. Oh, it rattles anyway. Oh, yeah. Rattles when I talk. <laughs> I'll, keep me, I'll keep my hands off the fucking table. So yeah, how are you? Are you yeah, I'm good. I'm really good. I can't believe it's Sunday already. Although when I did wake up this morning, I thought it was Monday. So that was a relief. Um, That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, just kind of tired. Working. Working hard. The huge. The huge. How are you? Huge. I'm good. I am very tired as well. Not because of uh, any college work related stuff, but I had to get FIFA again, didn't I? Arsehole. Not only that, so you've had FIFA time. We've had Squid Game time. Squid Game, yes. Binge uh, that. Any, but that's done. That's finished. Binge that. Not, if you want, not if you want to talk about that, guys, we can. Yeah, we could do a podcast on that if you, if you fancy. Probably could, actually. Fucking hell. It was ever so good. Fully recommend it. Don't watch it dubbed. Watch, no. it, watch it in Korean with the subtitles. Korean with the subtitles, even though <clears throat> I don't trust the subtitles. No, because when they were speaking in English, it said something like... It was they random. were adding words in yeah, and it was, stuff. It's like, it, I can hear what they're saying. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Well, um, yeah, I think, I think you've got to be... You've got to take it loosely. Yeah. But you would do how we dubbing. Because they've got to get the timing right, haven't they? They've got to talk yeah. when the person's talking. So they can't say too few words or too many words when translated. So it'll all be made up and just yeah, there definitely. or thereabouts. Yeah, oh, that's roughly what he says. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's well worth a watch if you've not. It's on Netflix, dead easy to get. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, I've not wrestling wise. It's just been AEW this week. To be honest, it's just been AEW for the last two weeks. I'm massively behind with the old G1. Roughly know what's going on, um, but I've not watched any of it because every time I load one up, it's like three and a half hours, and I'm just like, oh god. Do you know when you're just not in that, you're not in a three and a half hour mood, you're in a, an hour d- Rampage mood. Because <laughs> like Dynamite and Rampage, we watched it back to back on Saturday. Yeah. I'd seen, uh, we, we kind of both saw Dynamite like on Thursday, but kind of had it on in the background and, and that kind of shit. But um if you put them back to back and you skip the adverts and obviously for fight TV picture and picture is you know we is just more more match basically but if you skip the actual adverts the ones where it's just like the dynamite logo and the song playing over and over again you can get through both dynamite and rampage in like two and a half hours mm. not even that maybe two hours depending on what you're skipping um so yeah that was that was quite a cool Saturday morning I think uh, I think that might be what I'll do kind of moving forward, moving forward. Have, a, have a Saturday morning chill out mm. and watch a bit of, bit of graps as they call it Oof. I hate that I hate it. I hate so it's, it's such a like a hipster bollocks Ugh. isn't it yeah it just sounds lame <sighs> Do, does it need to be does it need a word well, can we call it know. wrestling can we just know. call it wrestling I don't know I've, I, I've only ever heard people who uh, go into progress events call it the graps so it's another like get in room 101 it's another hipster oh there you go that, that, that's that well yeah we've not done one of them for a bit have we jesus christ so it's all falling apart the seams but <laughs> i thought this one i've got two particular points that i want to talk about sure and how much legs we get out of these particular points is irrelevant because i'm sure we'll tangent off yes so should we start let's do it Let's get a little, get a little sippy here, a little little, a little Pepsi. Lubrication for the throat there. <laughs> I hate when people say lubricant; it's horrible. It makes me feel sick. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to RTM Wrestling episode one hundred and eighty. One hundred and eighty. Why didn't I? Why, hey. why did I get that first? Oh, a bit of bully. Unbelievable. Oh, no, I'm not going to do it because we'll what be here show. all day. Um, how are you doing? Welcome. Welcome to the show. I know we've missed a week, but you're here now. Great. We're all in the same room again. Isn't it lovely? Uh, so we are at RTM Wrestling on Twitter. If you want to join in on any sort of conversation we're having on there, go and find us. My name's Andy. Oh, I'm Gemma. And we are RTM Wrestling. So welcome to the show. I'm not going to tell you again. I'm not going to tell you where to find it. Do you know why? Because you're listening to it now, so congratulations, you found it all by yourself. So, it's been a weird couple of weeks. Yeah. I feel quite disjointed from it at the moment. I don't know quite about you, like, Mm. whereas, like, you know, a month ago, it was the be-all and end-all. It was like, shit, I've got to stay up for Dynamite, I've got to stay up for Rampage, and Mm. now it's like, yeah, 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 it's a good show. Well, we've just had, like, with you starting college... You know, obviously, my work's remains busy. Um, it's just, you know, you have to readjust, don't you? There's just a now, there's a now new piece of life slotted in. 
that we've got to make yes. time for and all that shit. So it's it just means that wrestling just ends up taking a bit of a backseat. Yeah, all the stuff you enjoy doing. That's the problem when you've got like a job or anything like that. The stuff you enjoy doing takes a backseat. And <laughs> it's like, say if you enjoy like five things that you do in your own free time, three of them have got to disappear mm. kind of overnight. So I'm glad that wrestling's hanging on. It's, I wouldn't say it's hanging on by a thread because it's that's silly because we do this show and I do really enjoy it. But yeah, the the kind of the hype and excitement of the last couple of months is dying down for me now. Mm. Um, but to the point where. I don't know, I'll, I'll kind of get into that with my first point, because you know what my first point is. Um, should we just get into it? Let's do it, yeah. So obviously Saturday morning, watching uh, Rampage, watching Dynamite again. Uh, so I'm watching uh, this CM Punk guy. Not, not feeling we it, got, are you? We got, we got to talk, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, about CM Punk. Now, nobody can deny the redate or the debut on AEW. It was fucking ridiculous. One of the best moments in wrestling history, as uh, in my own wrestling history. You know, that's I've seen like loads of people saying, "Oh, greatest moment in history," and then all the fucking old guys like come out the, all the key demographic people, the uh, <laughs> the, the, the over fifties. Oh, it's not the greatest of all time. You don't see Andre the Giant. All right, whatever, mate. <laughs> but as far as like my own personal history of professional wrestling. If it's not number one, it'd take me a while to realise what number one was. As far as like just pure moments. Mm. But the problem with... Not the problem with that, but the problem I've got with CM Punk, and I, and I do... I want to hear what you think about this as well and see if you're in the same boat. Um, is... It's hard to articulate it without being a, being a dick. I, be a dick. <laughs> be a dick. Be a dick. Andy's a dick. Shh. Um, <laughs> so I'm. I'm not a massive fan of CM Punk. No. I still feel burnt. You know, it's like accepting your ex back in the house after you kick the bitch out. You know, <laughs> it's it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling. But you know, the whole last last month or you know, like two months, whatever he debuted, has been great. <clears throat> My issue with it now. Is I was a fan, and and this is weird because it's a bit like, you know, fucking Star Wars when, you know, Luke's giving Han shit for not know not believing in what the Force is. <clears throat> it's like bitch, five minutes ago neither did you, <laughs> but like, I before all these big names have started coming in, <clears throat> I was an AW fan, and I am a fan of AW. I'm not a fan of just one particular guy and will move show depending on where that particular guy is which I think most people are in that bracket mm. I think because I I've got you know and long time listeners of the show will know like some of my favorite wrestlers of all time at the moment are in WWE does that mean I will watch that show absolutely fucking not you couldn't pay me to watch that show at the moment, and you and there isn't enough money in the world to make me watch NXT now, because that sounds like a fucking nightmare compared to what it used to be. Um, you know the struggling to. Did I tell you? Did, did you hear about this? The, the full sale thing. No. I know it's not not at full sale. It's the performance center they're doing it in now. Can't fucking give the tickets away. 
So all those all those people that used to fill full sail up and were like rowdy as fuck, yeah. they won't even go anymore. So the, the last, on the last show, mm. they strategically were putting chairs out to make it look like there was a decent amount of people there. <clears throat> and obviously they do their own thing of like putting them all on the, the, the hard cams, not the hard cam side, but you know, the opposite the hard cam side mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So they're not even getting those people who had been like watching it for like five years going anymore Crikey. which is super interesting but you know that's the decision they want to make that's the direction they want to go in fair enough but like i said you know, i've got tons of people in that company that are massive fans of i will not watch that show because it's not their fault it's the way the show is and will it change maybe maybe not we'll see but I'm not one of those people that will jump around based on one person being there. Mm. I might check the odd thing out, like if Moxie's on GCW, then I'll check out his match or something like that. But yeah. I'm not like I'm not investing my time into it. I'm just watching a specific part of like an indie show. I, I think just to jump in there as well, I would have always said when I, again getting back into wrestling 2012, um, I would have thought I was a fan of people. Until and I think it only was NXT and watching people go up and me not really being bothered about you know me still being bothered about NXT. Yeah. I started to realise oh right, I've been really invested in Sami Zayn. I think he's great and Bailey, but I'm now not that bothered about watching the main show now they're on it. I still want to watch NXT more. And that's when I realised, yeah, I don't think people are really the reason why I'm here. I think it's the whole, like, vibe and set up. Some people are great, <coughs> and they do make it a great show. Yeah. But it's all about the show. Yeah, definitely, uh, to quote 2.0. Um, but the, <laughs> um, yeah, so, it's, but, but you, need, you need those kind of bits of letdown to, to make you realise what you're interested in, I think. And that's the kind of way that I'm looking at it now, is, like, the whole... WWE thing, you know, I've seen a picture of Bron Breaker, I know he's a Steiner, but shit, like, come on, but whatever, uh, people seem to, to really like him, so more power to him, but for me, like, star, star power is big, hmm. like, I do still have people that I'm like, if they turned up, I'd be like, losing my shit about, but the, the longer it goes on, the less that is, and the more they're you know, stock gets trashed by the other show. You know, the the more the more it's yeah. The, the the more I'm like, well, if they turn up, they turn up. If they don't, they don't. So so my my kind of feeling at the moment, sort of relating it back to CM Punk, is my if you guys remember when we were doing like the draft pick thing, like anybody you know heard that show when we were like, you know drafting our ideal roster. I can't even remember what we were doing or we were, we were picking people to, to start a company with, maybe. My number one draft pick was Adam Cole. Adam Cole's coming to AEW and he's slipped in like a fucking hand in a glove. <laughs> it's been seamless to the point of when we were watching that pay-per-view, when we were watching All Out, and he obviously does the... Um, the, 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 he comes out before Daniel Bryan and and all that kind of shit, and then when Bryan comes out afterwards and he's like escaping up the ramp, you know, you turn to me and went, it looks like he's been there since the fucking start. That's how great Adam Cole is to me, and like the matches he's had have been brilliant, the promos he's had has been brilliant. I just think he's the he's the man. Mm-hmm. Cole's the guy at the moment for me. 
Daniel Bryan, what's he done? Well, he's come in and he's wrestled. And he's done exactly what he said he was going to do. He's come in and he's going to wrestle. He's going to wrestle once a week. You know, next week there's a massive fucking, you know, five-man tag or whatever, which is going to be ridiculous. Um, so here's my problem with CM Punk at the moment. And whether, uh, I know I've gone around the houses, but we've got some time to kill. <laughs> I am starting to get sick of him. And it's it's hard, because at a show, would I pop out my shoes? Of course I would. You know, and I understand, like, you know, maybe this is a bit of, like, a hypocritical thing to say. But the reason why Punk's starting to frustrate me is I don't need him on commentary. It feels like the whole show revolves around him. And it's starting to wind me up a little bit. Mm. Not massively, not to the point where I'm, like, screaming, ranting. And maybe, you know, depending on how long I talk about this for, maybe it'll get to that point. But here's the things I don't need. I don't need these weird, chauvinistic, grim comments on commentary. I don't need every time a heel is doing a promo in the ring, him standing up at the desk and making the crowd chant CM Punk because he stood up. Because that's what he did because I read. So like MJF and... um, I think MJF and Darby are like talking, crowd chanting CM Punk because Punk stood up Mm. as if he was going to do something. Right. You know, and the Kenny Omega thing, and I think he said something else about like, you know, him getting called out, or, or he, he might have to come down and do some some bollocks that I can't remember. But like when so Nakazawa, like they give Nakazawa the mic, and all, and it was just supposed to be a funny line of I've got nothing to say and pass the mic on. But the crowd are chanting CM Punk. Why are the crowd chanting CM Punk? Because he stood up at the desk, and it's like okay. I understand, like, you know, you, we're, we're, everyone's trying to have fun and it's a fun thing to do. <clears throat> but now it feels like the CM Punk show and it doesn't feel like AEW. It feels like CM Punk has gone into, like, ROH and they've just, like, completely turned everything on its head just for this one guy. But, and the thing that's annoying me about it is they actually haven't because he's not in the world title picture, he's not in a big programme, you know, and maybe he will be at some stage. But it's like they're trying to appease him. So it's like, okay, well, we can't put you in the title picture just yet, but thank you for being here, Mr. CM Punk. Go on commentary for the whole show. You know, get an entrance where he's running around the ring and then running back up to the commentary desk again. It's all old. Like, if I see something, which, again, is a weird thing to say, if I see something more than once in a row... I think it's crap. Yeah. So, like, matches can never be crap to me. Well, they can be an awful match, but a good match can never be crap because they're always slightly different. There's always, you know, very rarely, I, I would say ever, have you ever seen, like, like for like the same match unless you watch wrestling on a Monday or slightly earlier on a Friday night? You know, you're not going to see, like, absolutely everything exactly the same every time. So the whole like punk coming out and he gets a pop and he's pretending to jump into the crowd and it's just it's just coming across like lame to me now, which is awful, which is bad. And I should just be enjoying it and I should just be like, oh my god, like CM Punk's back. But he's just doing me head in. He's tri- he's driving me mad at the moment. Like I just think like on commentary he's great, but then he'll say something. And I'm like, 
why the fuck are you talking about how attractive Ty Conte and Anna Jay is? I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm, I'm watching a fucking match. Call the fucking match. What are you talking about? Why are you saying, like, I'd be bummed out if I was in the Dark Order? When the Dark Order is, like, one of the most over things. On <clears throat> saying, I'll, I'll be... And, I, and, he, and he tried to redress it later because I'm sure somebody said in his ear, what the fuck are you talking about? I'd be bummed out if, if I was in the Dark Order on the fucking Brody Lee show. Yes. Like, so, you know, read the fucking... <laughs> I, I think... This is me kind of summarising it. I think he is a fucking egotist who gets his own shit in, and he's trying to he's trying to do he's trying to do the best he can, but he's got no leash whatsoever. Whereas like WWE would have the leashes all over him, but he'd still be CM Punk. Mm. He's got no leash whatsoever. He can do whatever he wants, and he just dominates the entire show. He dominated that dynamite pretty much from start to finish. When they were just cheering for him all the time, and when I put Rampage on, I was like, "Oh, please don't have fucking Punk on commentary." And how bad's that? Like he's been back what a month, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, don't put CM Punk on commentary because I don't want some poor heel, some poor shit heel who's trying to get over, and they're just cheering, chanting for CM Punk just because he's either sat there or he stands up." Mm. So yeah, that's my um... yeah. It's just it's weird. I just I just think it's weird. Like nobody else dominates the show. Yeah. Like he completely fucking dominates the show whenever he's on it from start to finish. It's like a WWE trick with Reigns. It's why it's why I got fucking so angry at Roman Reigns because he would dominate every show that he was in. Not to this degree. I think this is worse because he's in every segment, and this is just this week. Mm. You know, he's not he's not done it previously, and I, and it's only been this week where it's starting to annoy me. Yeah, because at least the commentary that he did before Hobbs came out and did his bit. And he was off again. He didn't do the whole show from start to finish. Mm. Um, yeah. So, what? So, do you think that's an overreaction? Do you think you know what? What, what are your thoughts? Right. So, I'm coming at this because I am a CM Punk fan. So, I really want to like CM Punk. However, that's the key word one at the moment because the 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 whole sort of um, display that happened on Wednesday was not a great side of punk at all and I think there's two fundamental reasons why it was so frustrating this week this is just my opinion I think number one and first and foremost is I do think he's genuinely incredibly enthusiastic he was obviously largely moved to being AEW because of the Brody Lee thing it's three problems, actually. Okay. Okay, so there's three issues. So the first one being enthusiasm. And I think that when it was the Brody Lee uh, tribute show last week, I think he will have been jumping at the chance to be involved in it in some way. And I think he is probably that person. Because I think he's... There's a lot of... He burnt, he burnt more bridges than with the fans. You know, he's, yeah. he burnt bridges with people. You know, he probably acted poorly to some of these people perhaps in the past you know maybe they didn't see the best side of him that he's now working with and I think he wants to be useful again this is speculative and I think he wants to have a go at everything and make up for lost time and give back as much as he possibly can and I think that that why not let 
see him you know why not you've got someone who's really enthusiastic you know really wants to oh, I'll, just, I'll just sit on commentary you know it'd be cool I'd really like to learn I'd really like to do it and yeah. it'd, be, it'd be an honour it would be great and I'd love to sit with JR and do so there's that and I think that they've bitten on that enthusiasm a little bit too much perhaps I think you know he maybe needed just reining in and going well you know you can be involved in this or maybe just for this match or but this is CM Punk and he wants to be involved rather than going, oh, do I have to? Mm, I don't really want yeah, to, I don't yeah. want to be here this week. So it's like, oh my God, this is incredible. CM Punk wants to be in, in amongst it. This is so fucking cool if, you, if you're Tony Khan. The second is, he's not as talented as he thinks he is, I don't think. Or, it's not that he's as talented as he thinks he is. But in terms of like commentary, and stuff like that. I think like this, the over enthusiasm bleeds into what he's doing because he's he's doing a stream of consciousness on sometimes because he's not being scripted. And he was in WWE a long time. That was his last wrestling gig, which was all scripted. Everyone says the pipe bomb was great, but it was scripted. So like everything was scripted there. So it's the first time he's been off script and allowed to let his a bit of his personality come through. We've seen documentaries with the guy. He is a bit of a nerd. Like, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a geek. And I'm a geek. And I've had to learn in my life... I'm naturally quite a gobby geek. <laughs> so I've had to learn to sometimes stop myself when I'm trying to get a laugh or say something because I know that it might get taken the wrong way or, you know, I'm just going to say the wrong thing because I'm so keen to jump in. And I think there was an, a bit of that going yeah. on where... Totally. He, he was just just key, just eager and keen and he was just trying to say something and then he's realising what he's saying and he's trying to back it up but then he cuts himself off midway because he can't dig himself out of the hole he's got into so he just stops talking. Mm-hmm. So like the Anna Jay um, say, and Ty Conti saying that they're the most attractive, <clears throat> aren't they the most two attractive people in the Dark Order and then he went, but it is 2021 and then he just stopped. Yeah, yeah. It's like he knew what he'd done, and but then he couldn't backtrack because he couldn't he couldn't save himself. No. So there's a lack of skill there. And I think my third point was, and I've just touched on it, of who he is. He's a dweeb. He's a bit of a dweeb. When he's doing when he did his promo on Rampage, I think it was. It was great. It's like that's the that's great. It was really a fantastic promo. The one after the Brian and um, yes. Omega match. Like he's yeah. really good, you know. Like when he's being professional, it's when he's not being professional that you do see a side of him that is probably the side that is just his friends and family see. Yeah, it's like he can't he can't not be himself. Yeah. Unless he's doing like a work type thing. I think that was my third point with him. Um, but I think it's just a culmination of those things. I think over enthusiasm, not being skilled enough to know when to stop talking or to say certain things that just and just do not fly. Yeah. JR's had to learn that the hard way by getting ra- ragged over Twitter for some of the things he said. And notice how none of them joined in with him when he did. None of them agreed. No. None of them said anything when he said that thing. But I didn't see any backlash either to that. No. So, so they were. It, it weren't like that bad. It, it, you know, if you think about like you know what Jr. said about Anna J in the past and stuff, it's infinitely better than that. But it's still like. 
that sort of things that like I'm I'm not too asked about that because you know Twitter will get on their back and they'll never say it again. So I don't need to be asked. Like unless they say something fucking heinous, which if you listen to this show, it's gonna have to be something pretty bad for me to be like actually like outraged by so mm. I would never I would never be outraged by what somebody would say about anybody on a wrestling show. You know, it could be slightly PC, but I'm not going to... Slightly un-PC, but I'm not going to be outraged by it. You no. know, it's got nothing to do with me. Like, you know, if if people... There's enough people to, to you know, to lose their mind on Twitter when, you know... I, I see, like, a JR thing um, trending higher than the fact that Twitch gets, like... And Gaz told me, like, the other week, like, marginalised streamers get, like, bombed where, like, people of colour... Where the Twitch stream, the chat is just the N word over and over and over again, and that so Jr. making a faux pas about you know there you go that's my my faux pas Dean Ambrose, Moxley <laughs> calling Moxley the WWE champion, that trends higher than pit than that than the Twitch thing where so these people can fuck off because they don't they don't live in a real world no. To me. But, but yeah, sorry, I, I completely but, hijacked. No, no, it's fine. Then. But I, but I think that I think it's really tough with someone like him, and I do. I really empathise because I think when, as I say, when you can be, when you are a little bit of a dweeb, <laughs> I do think, and you're a confident dweeb, you can come across like a fucking arsehole, like really easily. Like I, I class myself in that boat. I've met worse ones. In my life, you know, those overly confident weebs. And you're just like, oh my God, yeah. I could tell you were bullied at school. Jesus Christ, and now you've come into your own, <laughs> yeah, yeah. think you meant. But like, it's 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 hard for him, I think, because of the way he talks and the, his intonation and everything. I think he comes across as like a bit of a dick. Just just a bit of a dick. Like yeah. the person who, like, if he turns up at the family party, you're like, oh, he's a bit of a dick. Phil's a bit of a dick. Just ignore him. Just ignore, no, if he says something stupid, he's just a dick. But like, harmless, a yeah, harmless yeah. dickhead. Yeah. And a, a more relaxed and laid back Jericho. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's not in your face. He's not like, oh, hi guys. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys checked out my but new it, album yet? But I was the just same joking. camp. I think the same camp. And I imagine those two would clash. Because I think they're quite similar. Yeah, yeah. In a, I don't, in a I lot of ways. I wouldn't want to listen to the podcast if he ever got no, on, which no. I'm sure he won't. Well, he, he would have been yet. on it by now. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I just there's nothing natural about him. I think everything he says, like even when he's on a stream of consciousness, and that that is probably him being natural. It doesn't sound natural. It's all quite stagey and weird. It's yeah. just the way he speaks. Um. And you know, he has got an ego. There is an ego in there, of course there is, because he knows it was a big deal in coming back. Yeah. So there will be a part of him that when he's being over-enthusiastic, which again is speculation, I'm just guessing, when he's being over-enthusiastic, he'll just assume the answer's always yes if he yeah, wants to yeah. get involved in something. It's like, I want to be on commentary. Like, I, I think that would be great. Oh, c- brilliant. Not, yeah, a, not yeah. a minute in his head will he think he can't do it. No, and he can do it to a degree. Like, yeah, I'm he's not, just not very he's, good at it. Yeah, he's he's passable. Like, and he mm. did say a few things that were interesting and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but it's the constant referring it back to himself and the constant, like, you know, Moxley's coming out and the, 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 they were going for Moxley like he didn't write his fucking book. 
I know he's written his book because he did a, an interview on Alvarez's show where Alvarez said it reads like your how you speak. So it's just a stream of... It's just written down a stream of consciousness. It's not a fucking, like, you know, eloquent, mm. uh, high literature. It's just Moxley's stream of consciousness. So they're saying that, like, you know, oh, it looks like Moxley can't even read, let alone write. Like, that was Punk's line. Crikey. And then I think Shivani said, like, oh, well, he's got a smart wife, though. And he was like, oh, do you know who else has got a smart wife? And they were like, you, oh, yeah. And it's just, it's just little things like that, like burying... You know, John Moxley's a big fucking deal in this thing, and the fact that he's doing all the New Japan stuff puts him up, up higher in the pecking order, mm. Phil. So, you know, you call him a dumbass, like he looks like he doesn't know how to read, let alone write. Yeah, it's it's little things like that. Like you're trying to be funny, but but what he's doing is he's appeal, in my opinion, he's appealing to the um, the casuals, and I think if anybody. If I ever get a, get a whiff of appealing to the casuals, I hate it. Mm. Because I don't want that. Because, like, you know, to, to kind of tangent off on something else that I saw this week, you know, AEW massively outdrew WWE for ticket sales in September. Now, you can say August, WWE massively outgrew, outdrew just because of the... Sum, uh, the uh, is it SummerSlam? Was it SummerSlam? You know, and they're going to do the four major pay-per-views now in big stadiums, which we'll get onto a little bit later, because that's my second point. But, like, so they're getting, like, two million people a week, but they're not selling tickets for Raws and Smackdowns. They'll sell tickets to pay-per-views, but I think Extreme Rules wasn't sold out. So they're not selling out places. You know, Extreme Rules... The last time I saw it, it might have sold out on the night, but the last time I saw the count from WrestleTix, it was like seven and a half thousand, mm. right? All Out was nine, and that was a sellout, and that was a sellout way before Punk was even announced. Mm. Was it wasn't even hinted at, and that sold out nine thousand tickets. So it's a bit like what we said on the last show with like AW being like a live act, and the the way I kind of was thinking about it in the week is like Metallica is a live act. You, you know, forty thousand people at the Etihad would buy a ticket to go and see Metallica. Does their album get to number one? Yeah, for like a week. But do they get number one singles? No. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't matter. Even if they really, if Metallica releases a new song, you know, like they were saying with fucking Adam. This this proves it. Adam Cole's theme tune is like number one on the Apple metal chart, and it's like okay, whatever. It's because fucking the, the as the as the shit died down from Senjitsu already, <laughs> but like, but so Metallica will sell a stadium out, and this is in no way am I comparing the two as being like this. You know, obviously they're a lot closer than this, but Metallica will sell a stadium out. Rihanna will struggle to sell out an arena, and that's the difference. Like that's the difference between the two, in my opinion. Obviously, you know. WWE will always get the SummerSlams and the WrestleManias and the Royal Rumbles and Survivor Series and they'll probably get 50,000 seats in there. But for the day-to-day, this is just your show, AEW are outdrawing them every show at the moment. Mm. And there was that, was it the Milwaukee one that you said before? I can't remember what it was, but it was the WWE had ran there and, and did like 5,000 with 3,500 paid. And that was for a Raw. 
Mm-hmm. AEW tried to book the same building. The building told them no because they had a relationship with WWE. They went down the road to a smaller arena and sold, and sold 6,000 seats. So didn't comp to get to 6,000. You know, they sold more than WWE's mm. comp included. Like, by like 500 seats, they did more. And that was pure sold. So all these relationships are going to fall apart, I think. You know, because it just makes good business sense. And I'm sure WWE wouldn't care. Mm. But that's that's the, the, the feeling, is, is when you're catering to the casuals... And the, and catering to the casuals is the constant changes. They're not sticking to the same storylines. The you know hot shot booking because actually you want your casual fans to watch. So oh on a raw we're gonna put three title sh- title matches on it, and they beat AEW the demographic by a point. That's a casual. You 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 go in for the casual, not the long term. Mm-hmm. But because they've got so many casual fans then they'll do it. But but that's because that's what their product is aimed at, which is not a bad thing, by any stretch of imagination. You know, if you can dip in and out of Raw and SmackDown, I bet it'd be a, a reasonably enjoyable experience. If you, you watched it one week, two months, then you watch it again, cause it's just because you're free on a Monday, I bet you'd enjoy yourself. If you're watching it every week, and you're up to date with the storylines, and you, it'll drive you mad, in my opinion. So that's what I think... Punk is trying to do when he says shit like that is he's catering to the casuals and the fact that he's on commentary and he's all over everything is catering to the casuals whereas Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole how they've come in I feel like are more catering to the AEW fans Mm. and not the casuals which is probably my main issue with it yeah because it's like oh by the way CM Punk's here you remember CM Punk's still here Uh, but here's your match yeah (laughs) it just seems a bit odd yeah yeah i agree it's definitely sticking out like a sore thumb at the moment and like you said cole and brian slot in and they just kind of seem like part of the part of the roster like straight away and it's he's still kind of bouncing about a little bit and it's like i don't really know what your role is yeah are you the man because they're kind of like you're not being booked as the man but you're being treated like the man exactly and we're only just, you know, like we're in an era where Cody Rhodes is getting booed because he was the man, so to speak. Yep. So it's it's a it's a dangerous little place to be. And I suppose that I do think it's temporary because I think that yeah. it's all about, you know, they're going to these places that will have sold a lot of tickets off the back of CM Punk. So I mean for me, if he's on commentary he could have done his entrance before the show started and give the crowd that. And then as yeah. the show opens, he's on commentary and you go, you know, you cut to them, sat on thinking it's like, we've got CM Punk with us tonight. Because us at home, we don't need to see the entrance again. Yeah. But the crowd do, that's what they're there for. But it yeah. doesn't have to be on TV, it doesn't have to be live, it doesn't have to be taking up five, ten minutes of the show when he's just going to sit on commentary. Like, th- there could be a match on. Yeah. So... I, I get why they're doing it, but the the people at home, I think they just need to be a bit mindful that we don't need all that pomp. Yeah. That the people in the audience deserve because yeah. they bought that ticket. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's you know that's Tony Khan shout. He wants it on TV. He wants the he wants the show to start with big. Yeah. A huge reaction and and all that jazz. But I do think if you if he was to come in, do his entrance. Have a chat with the crowd, get them all amped up, get their CM Punk chants out of the way. Yeah. 
and then sit and remain seated yeah so he's not standing up and fucking getting a chant going yeah then that would that would be perfect and i don't think it would be quite as jarring for us watching it going is this just like is this is cm punk tony khan now it's like yeah well it's like he's the fucking big show it's like he's just completely he's just done the same thing big show has done um apart from wrestle on dark but like (laughs) the stuff that he's done in ring and and related to his in ring stuff has been perfect Mm -hmm. i just i think i just want to see more in ring shit yes like why why is he not because i know he, he, he said a line on dynamite about you know oh i turned up to get my stitches taken out but like why isn't he wrestling like, why is he on commentary? Why is he... And obviously, you know, he, he did the... I think Rampage, they showed, like, the promo of him saying what's next. But, like, it felt like they just completely dropped the whole Team Taz thing. And they've gone back to Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. Yeah. And it's just, like, an odd... It's an odd thing just to drop. So you had one match with Hobbs, and now that's dropped. I was I was thinking, from the way it was going, that he would have a match with Hook. And yeah. that would that would have gone really well. That would have gone down really well. I think I just want him to be in a program mm-hmm. and not doing the whole like, oh, I'm CM Punk. I'm just here. Do you think he might be injured and they just want to try and keep that under wraps? Uh, maybe. Because I mean, an injury story so early on would not. It would not look good. No. no. So that's a possibility that it might be like a bit of a cover-up injury. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Speculation again, isn't it? I mean, if he got injured in that Derby Allen match, though, he he shouldn't probably do it anymore, because he wasn't like it wasn't like fucking, you know, Matt Jackson against Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Sorry, you know, it's it, gonna take a while. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. It wasn't <laughs> Omega versus Danielson. Do you know what I mean? Where they were like fucking beating the shit out of each other. It was him having a very choreographed match mm-hmm. with Darby Allen, which was still great and it has its place. But that's another thing as well, it's like his wrestling style, it's a bit like Ronda Rousey in UFC. So like back when Punk was in WWE, he was obviously the man because he was obviously was my favourite wrestler, your favourite wrestler, every wrestler's favourite wrestler, because he was a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. And, he, and even though you know he can say until he's blue in the face that he stopped being a professional wrestler when he left ROH, but that was that was the gimmick he got. He was the last. He was like the rat, the last real wrestler, yeah. other than like Daniel Bryan. But in the main event picture, the last real wrestler. Everybody else was the Rock, or it was Reigns, or you know, well not Reigns. I don't think at that time, but or Cena. Sorry, get those two mixed up. Was <laughs> Funny that. Um, you know, he, he's like the last wrestler in that spotlight, which is why. He was as big as he was because you get the um, the wrestling fans really buying into him. I've completely lost my train of thought there. Uh, well, I can't help you because I'm not having red sauce. But yeah, if if he got injured from the derby match, that's tough because he's not he what it's not like he put a classic on. No, I mean it may not be, but it's just I don't know. It's a, it's a possibility as to what why he's angered about commentary and why his programme sort of stops dead yeah maybe he just needed a couple of like weeks off potentially oh that's what I was going to say big fish small pond syndrome that's that's what I was, I was getting to is the yeah, Ronda Rousey thing so 
Punk, when he's in WWE, is the guy. He leaves, and seven years go by. And all these other people have grown up watching him. And it's the same thing with the Ronda Rousey thing. Yeah. You know, she was the, the woman mm. fucking killing people in seconds, taking them down, breaking their arm, not knocking people out, which is insane considering a stand-up. But she she knocked people out. And then you've got like five years go by and all these like 16-year-olds who are inspired by her are now fucking murderers <laughs> in that in that division. Like Rousey wouldn't even get in the top 10 now. But, no. and, that, and that's kind of the thing is like Punk's in-ring... So Punk's in-ring style is great, but it is just a style. It's not... It's he can't you can't put Punk in there with Kenny Omega and it'd be a five star match. It's impossible. Mm-mm. Punk can't have a five star match with somebody. That's not why that he's there. He couldn't have a five star match back in the day. I think um, Punk and Cena might have been classed as a yeah. five star match, but it's but it, by today's in my opinion by today's standards, no way. If Punk went to New Japan, he'd stick out like a sore thumb. Like he'd be have, he'd be having match with Toriano. Like, and they'd be they'd be taking the ring you know taking the ring posts off, like having a laugh. They'd have to because he can't he can't fucking go with Shingo. Like he could yeah anybody could go with Shingo, but he's he's not gonna go at the same level Okada or Ibushi or Omega mm-hmm. or even Moxley's gonna go with him. So what what do you have him there for? Will you have him for talking? Now he is the best at talking. You know he can he can cut a fucking ridiculous promo. And as soon as he gets his teeth into somebody, and it's like a one-on-one thing, or if it's like him and Brian against the Young Bucks or whatever, as soon as that happens, you're going to see the best of him. But right now, it's like it's it's it feels like Kevin Nash at ICW. Yeah. And they're yeah. just trotting out the legend. He's pissed. You it know, is he doesn't funny, know. Though. It, no, but it, sorry to just I mean, jump though? in. I completely agree with you because at the, right now, I don't feel like I've seen him in character yet. At all, like I've seen, see, I've seen Phil Brooks come out every week and be like, "Hey guys, thanks, here I am," da da da, you know, and he's 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 kind of like he's kind of like you know um, stuck his toe in with you know like the Team Taz people, the Derby but, shit, but he yeah. really needs a one or in it, but that but the Derby one wasn't even real. There was no beef. He was just kind of like, "Oh, I admire you, kid, so I want to match with you." And it's like, well, no, you need a you need a fucking beef. There needs to be a beef. Someone's got to come after him, and he's got to fire back. And we've got to see him in character, yeah, like in proper character, and him not break that character. Because right now, yeah, okay, he did a great promo on Rampage, but he was just himself kicking about on on commentary, you know, like he and he was throwing the odd thing in about people. But it's like, no, we need to see him in character now. He needs to go in a one on one with someone for a while. For at least a good yeah. few weeks, or as a heel, yeah, he's got. I, I, he ha, but he's That's got. I want. He's got to yeah. get into character now because I'm seeing too much of him. His promos feel like Joe like at the end of the show when they're like sending the crowd home happy. Yeah, that's what they feel like, and that's no like you know th- th- we've been talking about this for for ages now, which is a good thing. And I don't want it to come across like I fucking get CM Punk off my TV, but I just think with him in particular, less is more. Yeah, like that, like you know, th- there's a sweet spot between what they're doing with CM Punk and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> there's a sweet spot like in the middle of how much you use somebody because because he is he is a, a legend. He's an older legend, and like Sting Sting is the perfect example. I'm gonna grab another drink. 
Can I have a can of something? Yeah, sure. Don't mind what it is. It can be anything. If I've got anything, that is. Um, you know, Sting, they're doing, like... You can you can argue they're doing fuck all with, really. But when they do do something with him, it's like, holy shit, I stole the show. Like, you know, you're not thinking about the other people in that match. It's Sting that's in there. And you're like, oh my God, this is fucking Sting. Great. And, you know, Sting's in his 60s. CM Punk's obviously nowhere near that, and that's not the, the situation he, he should be in. But he does need to... I think you've hit the nail on the head. He's like, he needs to get into character now. He needs to get a rivalry with somebody. He needs to stop being the OC and Punk's returned guy. He needs to be the wrestler now. Because yeah. that's, that's the way I want to see him. I want to see him as the wrestler, not the personality. To, you know, is that is that too strong to use the term personality when it comes to uh. Punk? Who knows? But yeah, that's that's. I think I'm getting a bit frustrated with it now, and it's like, it's a bit like when it, you know, it's not gonna get, it's not gonna get to this point because this is such a silly comment. But like, you hear cult of personality start, and your eyes roll. You're like, oh, here we go, here he comes. It's 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 Cena. But it's funny because he's been there like a month, and I feel like, I don't know. I just I just don't feel like anything he's done wrestling wise has made a ton of sense yet. Like, so it's... But he's been there a month and, you know, Adam Cole's just slotted in and it, and Daniel Bryan's had, yeah. a, had, like, you know, arguably random. Like, like, his his one with fucking one of the young books was a bit... was random. It was just a fucking random amazing, match. Though. But it was amazing. But but even though it was random, that made sense yeah. in your head. You yeah. look at it and you go, yes, that, that works. And it's like, I don't understand how they've not found the perfect opponent for Punk just to have like a, a bit of time with like someone yeah. decent someone you know just... I think MJF would be a great one but the, but, the, but they're going if you wanted to keep him face but they're mm. doing MJF Derby now for potentially who's next in line for the title after yeah, all yeah. Brian, uh, uh, Brian Danielson Omega <laughs> thing but like Danielson's come in and in his first match arguably he's had the best match in AW history like, just, uh, arguably, do I think it is? No, I would put the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros over any of them. Mm. But singles match, maybe I can't think of a better singles match on a on a Dynamite or on a pay per view even um, that was better than Omega and Danielson, mm. uh, and that was free on a fucking Dynamite, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, um, which is why they'll build to something else because the. the this, like, even though I don't like him, the great confirmer, Meltzer said you could t- even though it was fantastic, you could tell they were holding a lot of shit back. Mm. So they're obviously going to do it again at a pay per view and then just throw the fucking book at it. Yeah, yeah. Which is great, just a, a great thing to hear when you when you're in that situation. But yeah, Danielson's come in and just fucking owns the show, mm. like by only being on it for ten twenty minutes yeah. at a time or thirty minute draw. On, on the on the Grand Slam. You know, you don't have to... You know, Daniel Bryan's not coming out and doing commentary. He's not, like, you know, cutting major promos in the ring or having a big entrance. And No, he's just kind of got straight on with it. It's, yeah. And the thing is, it, the, this... Only half of it will be Punk's issue. It's obviously a, a plan that Tony Khan has or has not got yeah. for him. He's got to have something. Yeah, but he, but it needs to happen now. Like it really needs to happen, 
Yeah. Before, uh, do, do I think he's going to get to this point? No. Do I think people are going to start booing him? No. No. But it needs to, before people even start thinking about that, and if I'm starting to think like that, because I would never boo him at a show. No way. Like, if they did a show in fucking England, again, we'll talk about shows in England very, very soon, guys. But, like, the Craven Cottage show. So, Khan's come out and said he wants to do a show in Craven Cottage. Is the place going to lose its shit for CM Punk? Absolutely. But I don't want to see him just come out, run around the ring and go to the commentary desk. I want to see him in a match. Yeah, I think everybody In a meaningful match, now. yeah. I think, it's, I think this has got to be kind of a universal thing where everyone kind of just... It feels like he's not... He still feels like he's not started yet. Yeah. It's like it's not begun. And it needs to begin. Yeah. It's been a month. It, it needs to start now. Like, we need to know what the plan is. Because we know from uh, initial conversations with other wrestlers that they have, you know, they'll come out, you know, we've got MJF Darby Allen now, that's leading up to that. So then we need to have a hint about what's coming. And it's got to be big. Yeah. I think it needs to be big. And whether or not they're waiting for something, whether they're waiting for someone, whether they are going to turn him heel, and they're thinking someone like Cowboy, perhaps, before he goes against Omega That'd be big. again. That'd be big. So you don't know what the... You know, but he's got to lose that. He does have to lose it. I think mm. he's. I think he will. I don't think he's got a problem with like losing it. No, but he needs to have a few wins first. Because yeah, AEW are great at making the person who really shouldn't be losing come across like they're a million dollars. So the case of the example <laughs> is Jungle Boy... Uh, Adam Cole mm. like Cole got the win but Jungle Boy got everything like fucking took everything near falls you know it was a fantastic match and then he cheats at the end to win you know that's how you do it to keep Jungle Boy still strong but I can't th- I can't think of something for CM Punk now that isn't going to be a disappointment because if because Punk was such a big deal like it feels like he's half of a big deal now Mm. It feels like he's half the big deal he was when he debuted. Like, to me, what they should have done straight off the bat is a similar thing to what they're doing with Daniel Bryan. They're treating Daniel Bryan more like he's a superstar, which I agree with mm. 100%. They definitely should have done that. In my opinion, what you should have done is you should have not had Sammy Guevara win the TNT title and Punk would be the one that took the belt off Miro after a three-month programme. Mm. Like, that's what I personally would have done. Because then he's got a belt, and he can lose that belt, and then there you go, we were off to the races. But anything that Punk's in now, because when they did the Team Taz thing, I was like, what? Yeah, it's a bit shit, isn't it? Like, the biggest, the biggest thing with the Team Taz thing was, fucking hell, he's going to have a match with Hook. I couldn't give a shit about the Hobbs match, the Starks match, the... the who cares? But it was like, holy fuck, is, is Hook's first match in AEW going to be against CM Punk? That's incre- That's crazy. But now that seems to have been put to one side. So it's what do you do with him? You can't put him against Alistair Black because he's undefeated. That would be a fantastic programme. But Punk can't win that because Black's on the way up. You can't you could put him against Miro now, but what's what's it for? There's no reasoning behind it. Mm. You know, you can't put him against any of the elite. And the reason why, because you know, in my head I'm thinking CM Punk Daniel Bryan uh, Brian Danielson against the Young Bucks. On a, on a big marquee dynamite or pay-per-view would be amazing. Problem with that is because Brian's the one going against Omega, 
CM Punk is the secondary character. Mm. And I don't think he should be... I'm sure he'd be more than willing to. Because that's what I, I agree with you there. I feel like I feel like Punk's overcorrecting himself at the moment. Where he's being too enthusiastic and too out there. And too, yes, I'll do this or yes, I'll do that. So if you put Punk and Brian against the Young Bucks, he's the secondary character because Brian's going for the title. And you so you can't do that because CM Punk's too big of a name. Mm. It'll look great on paper, but in but thinking about it, he'd be the secondary act. So it's like, well, you can't do that. So what the fuck do you do with a guy? It's it's a case of like you know they've, they've been talking to him for a year and a half. They must have outlined some sort of plan as far as six months worth of booking, and either something's derailed that like an injury or Daniel Bryan coming in, Brian Danielson. Um, has derailed that because it's Brian Danielson. You know, Adam Cole's just slipped straight into the elite. Punk being a part of the elite would have been an interesting hmm. thing because that's the one thing I think he hasn't done. That if he'd have stuck around Ring of Honor long enough, I think he would have been a part of that. So it's it's all mad, isn't it? It's all yeah. Mad. I don't know. I mean, I am intrigued. I I do. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm impatient for him to get started. And intrigued as to what they'll do, and I just hope that there is a plan, and there's not just more of him just kind of like bobbing along, kind of like just you know like a person. <laughs> well, it's like a person in like PE who's not been picked for the team, but he's like loves sport. He's just hanging around. He's just hanging yeah. around as like the the one person who's not been chosen, trying to help, and it's like I, I just he, he needs to have something. He needs to have something to get his teeth into, and for the. The, the fans to get their teeth into as well and a reason to care more than just oh CM Punk's here yeah and I get to do the CM Punk chant I get to hear his music get to clap when he comes out and stands on the ropes but they need more yeah they need like he either needs to go turn heel or he needs to be going against a big heel and I, d- I don't know what they're going to do but they've got to do something yeah, well, they're one hundred percent gonna do something. Mm. It just depends what, because again, that that guy, the the level of star power that he's got, you know, we saw them rampage numbers. You know, rampage is looking to be trending at like six hundred thousand this week, and that's with the Brian Danielson Matt Jackson match. Mm. So, you know, when Punk debuted, it was like one point three. You know, for his for his segment, I think it was like one point five. Yeah. So it shows you people if something's good enough will watch and obviously that's a ton of casuals that are watching that mm. but if something's good enough 1.5 million people potentially could be watching on in that death slot on a friday because it's an awful fucking slot well we know but, now it's been proven that a match isn't enough no there's no match that they can book that will get them the viewers it's got but, to be I, I, but I don't give a fuck about that because that's that's, that's appealing the to the casuals. Well, it depends on what they're kind of... But that, this is the thing. This is why now I think the ratings thing, I'm bored and I'm over it because it's it kind of goes up, down, up, down, but it's, it's like it, it middles. There's a finite amount of people watching wrestling and like we said before at the start, you watch wrestling because you like the company. So the WWE fans aren't coming over to AEW in the same way, I'm not going over to WWE to watch one person. Even if Brian Danielson is on AEW, they like WWE. That's the style they like. They're not. No one wrestler is enough to switch the channel. CM Punk coming back is an anomaly because he's not been there for seven years, and everyone's a bit like, "What the fuck's he going to say?" 
But like, yeah. that's different. But now the ratings thing, it's like, I couldn't give a shit about the ratings. I really couldn't give a fuck. Because then they're always going to be slightly up, slightly down. Yeah. They'll have a decent week and it'll be like, oh my God, but it's not going to stick. And same with yeah. WWE. We're all, you know, we're talking in this region now. If they're lucky is what they're always going to get every week. So this constant fucking comparison and and demos and all that bull- like bullshit. To me, right now, that's Tony Khan's... That's something yeah. that he needs to get excited about because I'm, I'm done giving a shit. Yeah. I'm that far out of WWE now that I can't even think... I, the ratings don't even interest me. They really piss me off, actually. Yeah, because if, if, if AEW's got to do something to get 2 million viewers on a Wednesday... And it takes away, like, a Daniel Bryan... Oh, for fuck's sake. A Bryan Danielson. Let's call him the American Dragon. Let's try that. The American Dragon against Omega. If they... Because WWE wouldn't do that because that's standard... Well, they wouldn't do that standard match just in general. But that would be a pay-per-view match. Even if the finish was what the finish was, they'd mm. still put that on a pay-per-view and they'd scam everybody in the fucking arena. But, like... You, if they've got to start doing stuff to, to attract those casual fans, it's going to turn into a WWE show. And I'm not interested in that, otherwise mm. I'd be watching them. So be happy with the 1.2 million you're getting on a Wednesday and the six to 800,000 people you're getting on a Friday. And then just produce to me, as a fan of you, a professional wrestling show. Like, I can't be fucked with all this, like, weddings and all this bollocks I don't want to fucking see it I just want to see professional wrestling mm. I don't want to watch because otherwise I'd, I'd be watching a doll winking at me on a Monday <laughs> like I don't give a fuck about any of that crap because it's awful mm. you know so if they have to do something to get those ratings higher that is a detriment to what I like about the show it's like when a, you know a fucking band that you like before they get famous and then they change their entire musical style and then they're suddenly like selling millions of albums. It's like, well, I don't like that, you know, that style of music. So therefore, I'm not a fan of you. But you've got loads more fans because of what you're mm. doing. That's what I'm worried about at the moment. Is I'm doing that, mm-hmm. and I'd and I'd be sad if that happened because then I'd just have New Japan left, and then you know, it's just really good, you know. But the podcast is probably boring. Just saying, this match was great. That match was great. That match was great. This match was great. <laughs> but yeah. Any more for for CM Punk? Just wanted, just want him to get going properly. Yeah, I I want him to get going. I'm sure Wednesday after that promo, they've got to start something because mm. it's because it's now's the time, you know. Because I want a good strong build to full gear, which is November. It's not that far away. No, not at all. You know, it's only what five or six TV weeks, maybe longer, but. You know that's enough time to get something going. So some an opponent at the pay per view has to be picked for him now, and they have to go into it now. Yeah, that's what I think, and that's what you think as well. Agree. Yeah. Do you guys agree? Are you getting a bit of a CM fatigue? Oh my god, I was going to say that. Were you? <laughs> Great minds. Uh, let us know at RTM Wrestling. We may, well, we will not may, but everything that gets tweeted to us, if you want us reading out, it will get read out. So yeah, give us your thoughts, Chris. Axel, Kyle, um, get on it, Brian. You know, I know you're coming at it from a WWE point of view, but um, Brian actually sent us something quite funny. Actually, let me let me read this out because it was. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I can't help myself. Because uh, he was, um, <clears throat> he was just saying basically, where are we? 
<laughs> so I said, like, oh, you've got anything you want to talk about? And he was like, yeah, actually. I'm going to SmackDown on the 15th. Do I take a Tony Fears Vince sign or an Andy Hates My Kids sign? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll get more over with the Tony Fears Vince sign, but I will laugh more from seeing your pictures, because obviously I'm not going to watch SmackDown, of the Andy Hates My Kids sign. I think it'd be a weird thing. I think you might get a few people on Twitter saying, who is this Andy and why does he hate your kids? <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd be weirdly intrigued to see the cancelled people coming out on that one. Um, but yeah, fuck knows. But t- take what you want. I if, if, if it was me, if I'm being nice, Brian, fuck the Tony Fears Vince sign, because who cares? You know, fuck the Andy Hates Your Kids... You know, I find that funny, but do do something that you like about the show. Like, do something about that. Like, and if you if you if you're gonna pop yourself over the Tony Fears Vince thing, then fair fair dues. But yeah, I I couldn't fucking tell you anything that's going on in WWE right now. So so I wouldn't even be able to even think of a sign or you know a picture of like something getting squashed and then just putting reins and a, a opponent next to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, do what you want, mate. It'll be fun either way. Um, okay, so the only other thing that I've got to talk about, which I thought was incredibly interesting, I think the timing for this is pretty... I'm going to try and come at it from a non-fuck-you-guys angle. So, And I've not got anything in front of me, so I'm just kind of spitballing off the top of my head. Apparently, SummerSlam next year is going to be held in the UK. Kind of surprise. <laughs> oh, God. From, I, I, you know, I, I won't say it, but after years and years and years and years of no WWE-related pay-per-views, and you know what they're going to fucking, in the UK, apart from NXT London, and you know what they're going to fucking do. They're going to trot out the old bulldog Bret Hart footage from Wembley back in the fucking day all that kind of shit but I just think it's very very interesting at the time and of this particular thing has it been officially announced that or is it a rumour it's a, it's a rumour but okay. it's it's one of those rumours that you know have been leaked by themselves Yeah. Ooh, because you always hear like every year Wembley bids on Wrestlemania every year and we know that because mm. we, were, we, we were in it we were like okay every year we bid and every year they tell us to fuck off um, which is fair enough because we know from UFC, from having to watch Michael Bispin fight Dan Hederson at six in the morning, that you know the US pay per view crowd is a tough sell. Mm. Now with Peacock, there's no such thing as a pay per view crowd anymore because you can watch it whatever you want, and WWE gets paid exactly the same regardless of what time something goes on. True. So they could do a live UK show on their network. And obviously in the UK on BT Sport, it would be on the BT Sport pay-per-view thing. and But it'd also be on the network in the UK at a decent time and all that kind of stuff. So now, a bit like with the Saudi deal and all that kind of stuff, apart from, you know, our, our money doesn't have blood on it. Well, that much blood. <laughs> Jesus. There's a, there's, a little, there's a little bit. <laughs> I don't know about that. The, the, Brit, the British pound blood is not quite as obvious as uh, it's, it's, the, the blood is so old that it's gone brown on ours <laughs> but it's still there it's still there as a gentle reminder um, <laughs> it's not quite as in your face as Saudi blood but um, yeah I, I, 
I just find it really fuck, and I'm gonna let you go first. Okay. I just find it really fucking interesting the timing. Yeah, of, of course this. it is. But you know, it is what it is. But well, let's talk about it not in that way, because you know, I, I take a piss on anything WWE related all day, every day of my life. It feels like at the moment. But you know, what what are your thoughts on a summer slam in the UK? Well, I mean, if if, any, if, if any, you want, if you want to reference it, you can do. If anything good comes out of the war, so-called war between these two brands, it's that British fans are probably gonna reap the rewards from it by the sounds of it. Because if you're a WWE fan in the UK, you know you've not seen a pay per view over here maybe in your lifetime, unless you're old enough to have gone to one of the ones that... Called Rebellion. Was it like 2000 or something? Or, I, I can't fucking I remember. But They were always shit, though. They were always... I mean, I'd, I've never been to one, because I was, I was a bit too young at the time. Mm. Um, the only one I really knew of was the Royal Rumble that Bulldog was in. Was oh, it Royal S- Rumble? SummerSlam. Oh, was, was it yeah. SummerSlam? Yeah, yeah. So I always said it was such a wasted opportunity not to have the Royal Rumble know, yeah. in the UK, but never mind. In London, um, well, we know why it's happened. Yep, it's happened because AEW have you know the Craven Cottage They've publicly said that they're going to yeah do they're going to be Cottage, doing so. Craven Cottage, which is a stadium. It's going to be massive. It's going to be such a big show, and WWE are responding in kind to that because it's a bit of, to, to me. I see it as. Some of the rivalry between the two are quite nasty. But when things like this happen, I think the fans win. So yeah. I don't mind this. Yeah, because, totally. And it doesn't bother me. It makes me roll my eyes and go, of course yeah, they have. Of course why, they yeah. have. But, you know, it's a good thing. People aren't getting screwed here. You'd like to think it's 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 a to, to our benefit. Yeah. So I think there'll be a... I think there's probably going to be a friendly war in who can get the biggest capacity well they well they they've already got it so th- so the capacity is not even going to be in question i think wwe will double the aw capacity do you think what very, where have it where very wembley, easy wembley yeah mm. very very fucking easily i don't i think though i think the front runner was was cardiff um, so like the uh, Anthony Joshua fight at Cardiff got something like eighty thousand. Shit. So it's not going to be that many because the production will take up kind of a quarter of the seats. But you're talking fifty, sixty thousand. AW for me, unless it's like a mad New Japan crossover show, it like all oh, like a fucking crazy. Well, that what's the capacity of Craven Cottage? Uh, I think I think it's about seating. It's probably about twenty five, thirty. So let me just have a look. Craven Cottage capacity. I wonder how many seats you would add to the. Probably pitch probably to... about fifteen thousand. Okay. I'd say. Andy Google's thing. Andy Google's. So the grounds capacity is nineteen thousand three hundred and fifty nine. Okay. Which they've done if you if you, if you did it like an Arthur Ash where. You know, like the rings in the middle, and everybody's got a seat around the ad- outside. I'd say maybe, maybe thirty with the floor seats. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it a bit like in the round, so you do, you know you have a, you have your screen up, but it's low enough for some of them to see. You're looking thirty thousand. Yeah, I would say maximum capacity. I I would think 
for that. Um, whereas WWE are going to be wanting to do 80,000. You know what they're like. They'll lie. Even if it's like sixty, they'll say it's a hundred because they have done that before. If you roll your eyes at me on that, motherfuckers, go and check that f- one of the WrestleManias where they said it was a hundred thousand and there was actually sixty-five thousand paid seats there, and they said there were hundred thousand people in there. So they're gonna whatever AEW could potentially muster up, they will. They, they would always say they were bigger than that anyway. Mm. But I do think they will be bigger. But I think it's Cardiff is like the front runner. Yeah. I think the, the interesting thing about that will be who gets there first and which show is going to be first. So if you're talking SummerSlam, that's kind of just been, so it's like September, I think. Yeah. I'll be keen to know if AEW announce something and want to get there first. Well, in theory, they would be because they'd have to hold it out a season. Mm. So, oh, yeah, so we're course. talking like maybe June time. Summertime. So, so like you know, pr- probably like a month before SummerSlam, they would be here doing the Craven Cottage show, um, making sure they don't book it on the night where there's an England game for the World Cup. <laughs> oh, is that next year? Yeah. Holy balls! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the... WWE did for NXT. Yeah, Christ. On night one, where there's no fucker there because everyone was watching the England match. That's funny. But um. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at this, you know. As no, I say, I'm, I'm, it, not, it, I'm it, not. It mad. does, it does make me roll my eyes. I think, of course, WWE are responding to that, but they were always gonna, they're always gonna, and they'll do more of those like super shows, and you know they've done it in yeah. Australia. I don't know whether that was a pay per view or not. I don't even that think was, just was that sh- was that just a random show. I don't remember. I but really you, don't. But you can do so to, to play sort of devil's advocate with it. Is they they wouldn't need to bring a SummerSlam. No. They would just need to call it something like the Saudi Arabia show. Like, you know, fucking... What would you, what would you say for, for, like, Wales? Like, something to do with a dragon? Like, Ooh. you know, the, 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 that crap at coming up with names of shit, hence Great Balls of Fire at that time. Great. We all remember that. Um, <laughs> great Balls of Fire. I still can't believe that, that that happened. I remember us doing a show on it and going, surely not. Yeah, yeah. Surely that's not real. Sh- yeah, sure, yeah. Hilarious, I loved it. I love oh, that. God. So, so I poor. I loved it. It, yeah, so it was so poor. It was so bad, it was good type of thing. But, but yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think to, to be, you know, as objective as it can be, I don't think they need to do SummerSlam. Like, they can do SummerSlam, but if you're thinking about it from, like, a business point of view... SummerSlam in the US just did like 50,000. You didn't sell out Extreme Rules. Like, I'm not saying Extreme Rules would sell out in the UK, so you need to do something big, mm. and the matches need to be big. But you don't. I don't think they have to touch their big four. I think they could do something outside of that. Yeah. Which is maybe what you'd see going forward. Like, you might see, you know, they might be doing the SummerSlam to kind of open the door. And then around the same time every year, they just book that stadium, and it's a super show or something like that. Mm. Not a super show like a house show, but you know it's a network special. It's the first, you know, they can call it the second at that point, uh, second network special. You know, for fucking years and years and years and years. It doesn't have to be a, a SummerSlam, but I think if it's SummerSlam, it guarantees fifty thousand plus. Yeah, I, maybe, I, I... maybe even more. Like, because this is the thing, like. We know from, so like, it, you know, America is relatively easy to get around. But WrestleMania is, for travel packages and stuff, is predominantly Europeans. 
We know that because we met a load of them, mm-hmm. and you can hear them. You can hear the European fans at a WrestleMania yeah. show. <coughs> Excuse me. So the Europeans will travel for big shows. England is very easy to get to for Europeans. So if you put a massive stadium show on in London or in Cardiff or in Manchester or wherever you want to fucking put it, you know you got all of Europe can get to us within an hour or two, pretty mm. much. You know, there's, there's there's few places where it's like three, four hours, but you know it's not like a fucking a four hour flight to the UK and then a six and a half hour flight to America on top of it. It's just you know you know Italy's like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. You know, fucking Germany's probably an hour. France is probably about twenty minutes. You know, not the right timings, but yeah. you know what I mean. So they could do a show there and get maybe sixty thousand people just pick, just off the back of it being a WWE show that's in a stadium and it's on the network. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think they have to do SummerSlam, but it's probably a good idea to say, well, actually... I think it's I think it's a business-wise for them as well, with it being SummerSlam, and it is one of like the big ones that they do. You know, they can turn that into the European or, you know, wherever version of WrestleMania where you're getting certain places bidding to host it. You know, like Mania does, where it gets quite lucrative. So, like, yeah. for Spain could be like, well, we want SummerSlam in 2024. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. they're, they're wanting to do that, where they start, they want to get people wanting it. And what better way to do it than to give them an established one? Because they've got all the stats, they've got all that the fucking... Sense, yeah. and, and, it, and it might turn into another one of them. Where they start announcing it like three years out, like they do with Mania, it's like SummerSlam twenty twenty five is going to be here. It's going to be in Australia. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. Yeah. Make it more of a thing, because you have yeah. got like, although, <laughs> technically, not technically, it feels like that you know in terms of wrestling, you've got the European fans are mad. And you've got like America, Mexico, Canada all in one kind of strip. They they all like wrestling, and it does feel like two halves. And obviously, Australia's yeah. kind of like in between the two, really. Yeah. Uh, it's just as far away from both. And it would be good to split the world in two and be like, right, okay, well, one half of the we've got Mania here, and we've got we've got SummerSlam on this side of the world. Yeah. And just run it the same. Have people yeah. bid, compete, pay. You know, like, give us, essentially give us everything on a plate in terms of you've got to tell us where the travel travel package is going to stay. Because you know, some Americans will travel over here for it. Of course so they will. Of course they will. Show. And it'll, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be expensive. It'll be really, really expensive to do it, you know, as a fan. And it'll just make them more money. Isn't, that, that, isn't there a weird thing about, like, making money in Britain, you have to pay our taxes? Which is why all like the sports stars don't bother doing like appearances and they shit. They can get away with that. Can they? Yeah, in the same way that Amazon and Starbucks get away with it. Okay. You just you, know, you just offset your profits to like build get billed for the profits. Yeah, you just you just set up a UK so entity UK, yeah. would then get billed by WWUS for like rental of their brand yeah and they'll just bill them all the profits yeah yeah so they, they, they don't show a profit so they don't get taxed yeah so they'd probably just do that yeah fair, fair enough mm. that's the way i do it um 
but yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I I always I think we always said on this show like we were, we were massively on the WWE bandwagon. It's why, especially when the network started, and it wasn't like it wasn't pay per views anymore. It was just you know you can watch this thing whenever you really want to, mm. and it you know and there was only really WrestleMania that was a you watch it at the time. You have to watch it at the time. Like, you know, your Survivor Series is and your Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble maybe was the next one where you feel like you have to watch it at a time because of potential surprises and all that kind of stuff. But if they do start doing that... Yeah, let me finish my train of thought first. Um, so if, I, I was always surprised, especially with the... Because the Saudi deal is more lucrative than WrestleMania, which is just insane. You know, they get paid more to go to Saudi Arabia and put on a show than they do for WrestleMania, which is just madness. But... You know, when you've got somebody slinging money around, it's it's neither here than there. But I, I always thought, like, oh, well, they're going to start doing this more regularly. Like, there'll be, like, a one-off. Like, a, you know, even if it was just, like, a, a bit of a house show that they just televised, a bit like the Jap- Japan one, and, mm. you know, even if it was just things like that, where, you know, they've gone to a country and they've done a show, and then it just appears on the network, which was the original plan for that house show we went to in London. That they were going to do that, which is really fucking annoying. But like the last time I, I kind of looked at it, there was loads of shows on it like that that didn't really have a full stage. It looked mm. a bit like a house show thing, you know. I always thought it was weird how they didn't do it because because that because for pay per view it matters. So when AEW comes over to do, you know, the Craven Cottage show, I feel like it's got to be a dynamite or a a dynamite and rampage combo. Like that's what the show's got to be a bit like Wrestle Grand Slam. It has to be like that mm. because that doesn't really affect the, the the monetary outlay and how much money they get because they get paid by the TV station, so it doesn't really matter. But to come and do a pay per view here is you're killing your pay per view business off because the majority of people will buy pay per view in America, and hence why. And the, the way we know that is because for Fight TV, so anywhere that's not, you know, US soil, mm-hmm. you can get pay, AEW pay-per-views on Fight TV for $20. It's like 15 quid. So that shows you, because they charge Americans $60 for them, yeah. it shows you how little the rest of the world are as far as the pay-per-view market goes, more than likely because of the time that it's on. Because it's not on at one in the morning on a Sunday night. If it's on a Saturday night, fair enough. But if it's on a Sunday night, anybody who isn't fucking diehard, you know, they've got work the next day, so they have they can't watch it live. So they'll probably find a way to watch it free, or they'll probably find a way of getting it on fight maybe afterwards, or you know, if if they want to be super um, honest about it, you know, they find a way of of, of getting it afterwards. But yeah, since the the whole network thing, I've always been like totally baffled by why they don't do more mm. like big shows. Because I mean, the logistical nightmare of putting a WrestleMania together, I can't even begin to imagine the stress and the headaches from everybody involved with something like that. Yeah. But yeah, they should do it. And and if it has took you know AW saying they're going to do a, a Craven Cottage show to kind of kick them into gear, then then why not? But it'll be interesting. It will be. I think. As I say, it's the only time that the fans win on something. Because I don't think the fans have... I don't think the fans have won very much out of this war. They've kind of like... The die-hard ones for each brand 
have wasted so much energy arguing with each other about it and it it doesn't make any difference to me I would never try and convince a WWE fan to watch AEW because it's like trying to convince someone to fucking join your religion (laughs) if you've made your mind up and your mind is set well then be happy with it and who gives a shit who goes watching what else I, uh, yeah. maybe I'm at an age where it doesn't bother me yeah me too maybe I am maybe it would have bothered me when I was younger maybe I would have got upset and maybe you know WWE would you know piss me off more but it, it doesn't I just, I don't give a shit I will still talk about it because it's yeah, still yeah. highly relevant because they are Look, still like the number one wrestling show I take umbrage with that I'm talking about the size of the company and how long they've been established and Number all that shit. Number one sports entertainment show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, well, but that's me being Yeah, they're WWE. Yeah. They've been around our whole life. Again, like yeah. I was talking about Hulk Hogan last time, WWE has been like Disney my whole life. It's just been a brand that's there. Yeah. And and that's how it'll always be. Yeah. And I, I, I'll always, they'll always come up in conversation because of that relevancy. You know, it would be very, very difficult if we did a podcast on friggin' supermarkets to not talk about Tesco every now and again, yeah, yeah. you know, and just focus on yeah, little, you know, you've got, you've got to, you've got to talk about like the big, you know, the most established biggest one, yeah. but it's, it's just, I feel like it, we've settled into it now Yeah. and we should all be chilling out. The big debuts ruffled a few feathers on both sides sent everyone into the frigging tailspin again where they're all like rowing with each other like let's just chill now and just enjoy what you enjoy and just leave everyone totally. fuck alone and just don't you know don't bloody respond to people's bullshit on no, twitter it's, it's fucking stupid but, you never do as i say if anything positive can come out of it it's things like the big shows in the uk that excuse me that ad w not said about the Craven Cottage thing it wouldn't have even been a thought for WWE and that's where it's useful that's where WWE fans should be should be grateful of AEW because they'll finally get a pay-per-view in the UK that would never have happened absolutely you're totally right and that's the thing because without AEW lots of things wouldn't have happened you know on the one hand you can say we've all lost NXT you know, NXT mm. is no longer a thing anymore. It's like, apparently I've I've not watched an episode, but of the new two point But the you know, it's too many matches. It's people who don't know how to work. Blah 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 blah. So that's something they've lost. Something they've gained is, really, we we've all should have gained another show. Because if you think about it, you know, if you watch wrestling on a Monday and you watch it on a Friday, you can watch, you can watch wrestling for an hour longer on a Friday. And you can watch wrestling on a Wednesday. And if you're really hardcore, you can watch it on a Tuesday as well. So there's something on every day of the week apart from Thursday. I mean, there's something that's impact on Thursday. I don't know. Maybe. I thought that was on Tuesdays. Oh, I, can't, I can't remember. I'm sure they moved from Tuesday just to get out of the way of NXT, but I can't oh, remember. Right. But, you know, if you're so way inclined, you can watch wrestling every night of the week. Whether it's live or whether it's New Japan or you watch ROH... ROH is super easy to find. You can go on their website. You don't have to sign up. You just click play and it plays. You know, the pay-per-views are always really strong. There's so much wrestling you can watch. An overwhelming amount of wrestling you can watch. But if you're talking pure mainstream, there's two shows. There's AW and there's WWE. So you could watch it on Monday. You can watch it on Wednesday. You watch it 
and you can have a bumper night on Friday. But you know, people don't do that because because if they did do that, Rampage wouldn't be six hundred thousand; it'd be closer to one and a half million. But that's the thing. I feel like now, the the you know, CM Punk's back in wrestling. Brian Danielson's back actually wrestling. You know, there's so many things that are just really good. And the thing with like WWE is, you know, I could get angry about what they did to Balor, but I don't care because it's Balor's choice to stay there. Yeah, and they're you know, all it's, like it's, they're all grown men yeah. and women. You know, they, they've all got their own decisions to make. And you know, am I less of a fan of Finn Balor because of what's happened to him? No, because I've not seen it. But you know, he gets cheated out of a title match, and the the commentators instantly start talking about Lesnar. Fair dues. <laughs> you know, if that's the way you want to do it, that's the way you want to do it. But I've not got a horse in that race, so I don't care. But yeah, I think that's the the overwhelming thing with it at the moment is now I think I think from now onwards the decisions that are, that get made will will benefit the fans rather than mm. benefit the companies because both companies are going to be you know pushing everything as much as they can they're going to be trying to put on the best show they can possibly can and it's just going to be good for us that's the end of it WWE might even come round you know that UK show might be worth watching you know, you, you never fucking know. You never mm. know. I doubt it because I don't like it. But you know, you never fucking know. It might come around and it might be all right. But the only thing that I worry about at the moment with all this shit, I've got a feeling, and this is not from anything I've seen or anything that I've you know read or anything like that, but just from the way they've been talking. I think within a year they're going to move Dynamite to Monday night. No, really? Yeah, I think I think TBS is going to put I think TBS is pushing them to move nights from a Wednesday. Oh, that's And if you move suck. and if you move from Wednesday, there's only really one night to put it on. Cuz they're not going to put it up against NXT again cuz what's the point? Cuz they've they've won that battle. I because it's it's turn of media in it again. I I think they're gonna want a proper rivalry, so I think they're gonna put it on on a Monday night during Raw. That sucks, though. Which is tough because they'll get they'll get smashed. Like it, yeah, Raw Raw is the is the one to pick on because you don't pick on <laughs> the reason why. I mean, to be honest, I think I think Rampage would get a better viewership personally if they were on it for an hour at eight. Yeah, during SmackDown. Yeah, I think they'd get a better viewership because I think people would flick over from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think they'd, they could be like maybe eight, 900,000 in that situation. But the fact that it's on like 10, you know, you got to pull something out of the back of why 600,000 people are watching it, hence, you know, what they've, what they've what's going on. That's not a final number. It's just what, what I've seen, like, as far as people saying, oh, it may be this. But they won't be out till, till Monday night. But that's the way I feel like it's going. I think it's going to get to a point where... Because the, the thing is, Khan keeps talking about him. And he keeps taking shots. And he keeps taking little jabs. And MGF said that he had Pritchard on speed out. They keep talking about WWE. And it's shit. Because I don't fucking want to hear it. Mm-mm. So I don't... I think if, if Dynamite gets to a point where it's consistently getting 1.4, which is a possibility... Uh, do I think it's going to happen? No. 
but it's a possibility. You know, they've, they've only had 1.4 once, but they keep like, oh, last week was the second highest rated, last week was the third highest rated. So that'll keep, hopefully, keep building for them. I think if they get to 1.4 on a consistent basis, I think they're going to go for them. Wow. And, it, and it, it would be such a massive mistake. But that's the type of thing, you know, it's that, you know, years and years of being, you know, traumatised by... <laughs> by a wrestling company i just don't trust that they're not going to fuck up that's that's my thing you know I, I i'm fully in but i'm not fully in yeah you know i think if if you know like when we went to wrestlemania it was like a no-brainer a stadium show for AEW in the u.s sounds like a no-brainer but would we actually go for that kind of money i don't think i would mm. like i don't think i'd shell out thousands and thousands of pounds to go and watch a wrestling show. Don't matter what the fucking wrestling show was. You put a Bushi versus Omega in the main event. A card could be on. You know, it doesn't matter. I ain't shelling out thousands and thousands of pounds to go to a wrestling show. It ain't gonna happen. A couple of hundred quid, yeah, definitely. A grand, combined, yeah, whatever. But I'm not thousands and thousands and thousands. It's never gonna happen ever again because I'm not. I'm just not into it, and I wasn't into it then. But it was just like, oh, we've never been. I've never been. You know, you know. What yeah, I'm yeah, about. of course. I don't, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Um, but I, I just don't. I don't trust that he's just gonna. Because that. Because he, he, Khan seems like the type of guy. And I will wrap this up soon because I'm getting tired. <laughs> Khan seems like the type of guy who is very competitive, but very like he's on to the next thing pretty quick. And that's been the complaint or the criticism against Khan from Fulham and from the Jacksonville Jaguars is when you're when he's when it's the flavour of the month, he's great. Mm. But when it when he when he's got something else that's took his mind away from them, he's awful. Now that's just there and Fulham are doing it. I mean they lost at the weekend pretty badly, but you know Fulham are still doing well. Jacksonville mm. Jaguars are still a thing. Um, I saw some kid in uh, college like walking around in a Jacksonville Jaguars hoodie. Like, hoodie. really? I was like, where the fuck have you got that from? I obviously didn't say anything because uh, they're about five years old. But the um, I I feel like he constantly needs progression, so I think he constantly needs the new thing to win, which mm. is why he always goes on about you know this is this highest rated thing and the biggest you know non WWE event and the biggest pay per view and this is the biggest this and this is the biggest that and we're the best at this and we're the best at that. It's gonna to get to a point where that plateaus and it's kind of like the norm. So it's the norm for him to sell tickets like that and it's the norm for him to put twenty thousand people in a building for mm. a dynamite and it's a norm for this and it's a norm for that. When it gets to that point where it's the norm, I feel like he's gonna get bored and he's gonna try something and it depends what he tries, but I, I am worried at this point that he's going to move Dynamite to Monday at eight, which is going to go head to head with Raw, just be, just because he'll be at a point where he fancies something to do. Maybe. And and TBS will be well behind it because you know that's what they, you know, recapture the glory days and all that kind of shit. Even though I don't think AW would ever beat WWE in the ratings because it's a different show, it's not a casual friendly show. Um, it's a long-term fan show, mm-hmm. like you know the, the the paying off things that happened six months ago. You can't pick that up as a casual. You just get you just get completely mm-hmm. uh, lost. 
But yeah, that's my worry. I think he's going to move it to, to Monday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is a worry. Yeah. That would suck. I think he'll get twitchy feet and he'll just say, and TBS will pay him more money to do it. Mm-hmm. Because TBS have paid him a bucket ton more money for them to move on to TBS, just so they don't have to uh, move it out of the way of hockey or whatever yeah. it is to move it out of the way of basketball. Yeah. Doom and gloom. <laughs> Doom and gloom. Can't have anything. Can't enjoy anything. Crikey. Not with Andy about. He'll so come I in fucking. I was hoping we'd have a laugh. Give you a give you a reality check. Go on, a bit of a laugh. We've been a bit serious, to be honest. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think we've been a bit too serious. Far too serious. Yeah. Well, the topics were a bit serious, weren't they? Were, they? Yeah. The two topics of the show. <laughs> with a laugh to be honest what do you feel a bit down though yeah a little bit not what? down I'm not like down in the dumps but you know I could have done with a right raucous laugh oh yeah on a Sunday night I just don't think I'm going to get it I don't think you've got I don't think that, see this is the, this is the problem though is like if we started watching WWE again I feel like if we knew why we were doing it we'd have a lot more funny things to talk about because from the shit I hear, that shit is completely like... Just NXT alone is just a butt of its own joke. And that's that's the problem. When, when, you, when you're when you only watching shows that are like really high quality. Yeah, and really good. At, like, what what have you got to laugh at? You know, you can... Because that CM Punk thing from before is so like minuscule, really. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not... It's, it's not a big... It's not a big... It's nitpicking. But it's a fucking... You know, it's a tremendous show. It's true. Yeah. What 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 what's you know you can't you know you can't say. I'm just waiting for the rug to be dragged out from under me with AEW, and they do something where I'm like, ah, here we go, here we go, fucking the Titan, what's his name? Who's the fucking Titan? I saw before. He was on he was on EC3's web webinar. Who? <laughs> what's he called? Um, Braun. Oh, are Adam, you? Adam Shear, yeah, the Titan, Adam Shear, on a on a free the narrative too. What the fuck that is? What the fuck that is? You're right though. I think when you are you bummed out, darling. Have I bummed you out, or are you just mad? You've not bummed me out. I think I just, you know, I I I want to have a laugh on the podcast, and I feel like it's too analytical. So what you're it's like saying news to night. me? Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> So what you're saying to me is AW needs to be shitter for us to have a laugh. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> Isn't it bad though? How British are we? Someone's got to be shite to be funny. It's got to yeah, be shite. Yeah, yeah. We, you know... we poke fun at things like if they're so bad, they're so bad, they're funny. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what we're missing. What we're missing? Chris Jericho. Because he's on tour, isn't he? With Fozzy slash injured. <laughs> Jericho always He's healing provides up, but here's us. The dates. <laughs> yeah, it always provides us with a little giggle, and um, there's been no Jericho because he is someone who just makes me laugh. He just has to show his face, and I'm laughing, which is which isn't a great trait, but but it's one I I enjoy a lot. Yeah, he is the complete opposite to Punk, where he'll turn up. Yeah, you know, imagine that's how he works into a room. Yeah, baby, like when he's walking through. <laughs> It's like a fucking family barbecue, Chris. He's like handing out Fozzy out signed Fozzy albums. And they're all like, don't even know who this fucking guy is. He just happens to be married to my like niece. 
I just imagine him to, I don't know why, but in his spare <laughs> time, I imagine him to wear a lot of jewellery. In what way? You know, like like danglies? No, like a ring on every finger and some bracelets and... Well, like Scarface? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Just like, but not done in like a, you know, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a drug lord, but like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rock star. And I've got a load of silver rings on, and I've got some beads on, and I've got like, yeah, I've got like uh, some rosemary beads around my chest, and and I've got my chest out all the time, even though I'm at the barbecue. Yeah, Jericho strikes me as the ultimate chameleon, the ultimate social comedian. So whatever he like, what you said, comedian. Did I? I thought I said chameleon. You said chameleon first, then you said comedian, but it works yeah, well, both ways. Yeah, it does work. <laughs> But I bet the um, I bet whatever scenario he's it's a bit like when we talk about like when we've listened to his podcast and stuff, when he always has like a, a a story that he thinks is related to what the guest is saying, but it's the most tenuous link. Yeah. So like you know this is not an example, but if fucking Adam Cole said he you know he used to work at a Target, it's like oh I get my prescriptions filled the targets. Yeah, that's how far away. Yeah, yeah, he has but but you'll act like you know, we're, we're we're the same, man. I go. That's where I do my shopping. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I've been there. I've been to I've been to Walmart. It's like yeah, but you weren't a fucking cat. You weren't on the cash register, baby, were you? Do you know that book, How to Win <laughs> Friends and Influence People? I feel like he's read one that is that is like how to how to win friends while putting them down. <laughs> And establishing he, he, your spot as the as as the alpha. Like, he's read the York Note version of that. Yeah, one. I just feel like he's he 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 so subtly puts people down while he bigs them up. You know those like yeah. backhanded compliments. There was a ladder match at WrestleMania. Like fuck off. I, that's the infamous fuck off, line. Jericho. Infamous. I know you were I know you were out of the building, but you must have known what else was there on was the a show. Match at WrestleMania. Oh 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 the horrors. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So not you. Yeah. Not you, big cast. Not you. It's just so funny. There was a ladder match at Mania. I know, yeah. The old, the only thing that was worth Fucking taking hell, away from mate. it. mate. Really? That's the funniest shit, though. I know. I just, I can't even with him. But, but I'm, I, I miss him. I miss him when he's not around. And I miss the Saturday night specials that we used to watch. I know, they were funny in a really bad way. He'd come out with some bad shit on that, but it was it was also good. Do you know what it is about him? He's He's infinitely endearing. So you kind of feel weirdly protective of him. You don't want anyone like you're, to slag you're him off. Slightly racist, slightly homophobic, slightly f- womanizing uncle. Yeah, a little bit. Where you're like, oh, you know, I feel like I have to defend you, even though I think you're abhorrent in a lot of ways. But, but I feel like you, you're, you're a ma- dickhead. You're but my, you're our dickhead. Yeah, you're my <laughs> abhorrent. You're my level of abhorrent. Like, yeah, you're my dickhead. Weird, yeah, isn't it? totally. I do feel protected. Yeah, him, I do as well. And he does fuck way. up. Yeah, and he's, he's fucking so right wing. It's painful. He probably time. has no but vaccinations in him. Well, of course he fucking doesn't. <laughs> but like, well, that's the, the 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 negative we threw out about AW the other week when Tony Khan was turning it into a news story that you know not everybody had to be vaccinated just to protect the people that weren't. It's like fuck off. But he's definitely not vaccinated. What was it? What was I gonna say then? Oh yeah, but the, the, yeah. So here's the thing with Jericho, is when you're when you've got like somebody who's a bit of a dick, they do things that are like dickish and make you dislike them. Jericho's version of his dickish things are never far enough for me to dislike him. They're always a funny topic. Case in point, 
Undertaker on the phone. <coughs> Excuse me. Do- Donald Trump needs some money for his for his uh, for his campaign. How much are you gonna give him? And he give him like two grand or some shit. What is something like ridiculous? No, it was, it was about twelve. I mean, <coughs> but that was Sorry. but the, but that was the thing though because because he because he only gave him twelve. And it's like, oh, the WWE super, the ex ex and current WWE superstars, Donald, have managed to raise five hundred grand uh, for your campaign. Twelve thousand dollars of it was Chris Jericho. What a weird number. Undertaker's on the phone, like, hey, bro, you know, can you give to can you give to the cause? I give you twelve thousand dollars. Like, what one appearance at Dynamite? You cheap bastard. And that was that's what makes it funny. Because he, he never, because like if he'd given him like a million dollars, you'd be like, God, this guy's like seriously into Trump. He he's the fu- yeah, he's, yeah. he's Mister fucking Trump. You know, having his having his son on his podcast and shit. And like the first thing I would say if I, I was his son was, How come you only give us twelve thousand dollars, you cheap fucking <laughs> bastard? Yeah. That's... Oh baby. <laughs> there you go. Signed Chris, signed Y two J twelve grand. You fucking have that. Won't even pay for a new fucking wig. That's not gonna pay. That's not gonna pay for one week's worth of Tanner. Like let, <laughs> let alone like anything to do with his campaign. It's gonna it's gonna get him one of those fucking what they call those boards like you like when you pull them up. Do you know those like little what we used to have them at uh, the bookshop? Oh, oh yes, yes. Where you pull them up and it's like an advert. Yep. Like it's not even gonna pay for one of them. No, true that. What? What's he? Where's his twelve grand going? It's all right for his wife, like being at the capital, doing the whole storm in the capital, storm in the capital shit. But she put her hand in her pocket. <laughs> probably not. She probably didn't even buy a fucking hot dog from the stand. Like twelve grand, you fucking pussy. You know, at least jump in the pool, and dip your toe in it. You fucking loser. Anyway, anyway. I was just seeing if there was any Chris Jericho news. Um... And there wasn't, but there was a nice little write-up in the um, Bournemouth Echo about um, Fozzie's due to perform in Bournemouth. So it's not even happened yet, it's just due to... This week, oh, they're in December. Um, but I, I really liked uh, Chris Jericho's, just the last part of Chris Jericho's quote. He did an interview with the Bournemouth Echo. It, it, it reeks <laughs> of a press release to me, yeah. and it's just a general quote. Just some of that he's sent out to everyone. So the last part of his quote, it's been such a tough year in so many ways, but now as the world is slowly getting better, Fozzie is here to vaccinate you with a proverbial phonograph needle and make you want to rock again. I mean, <laughs> this is what I mean. He fits into any social setting. <laughs> like, if he was doing, like, an interview with the fucking anti-vaxxers of the UK... And anti-vaxxers of the UK would he wouldn't he wouldn't say that he just fits into any scenario. Oh, no. I feel like his opinion is based on who he's sat next to, and not who, what his actual opinion is. Because I think yes. I think what Jericho's actual opinion is would probably be shocking, <laughs> like yeah, sh- like shockingly I, bad. I really yeah. wouldn't want to be inside his head for a no. minute. Like I really wouldn't. Like what he actually thinks, but I, I do feel like Jericho's whole like outlook on anything changes based on who he's speaking to yes i think you're probably quite right there i'm gonna have a look on my podcast thing actually and see what his last podcast was and see whether it's worth i did want to hear the nico one the, the yeah Iron i Maiden. did too actually this is a rtm after dark now ladies and gentlemen thank you for sticking with us yeah 
Yeah, I did want to wear that Nico one, just because you know fucking Maiden's the best, and he and and hearing Nico speak at any time is is a is a delight. Do you know what? I bet there is one from Friday's worth listening to just to see, because it's <laughs> it's called Omega versus Reigns debating the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top Five Hundred. How much do you think he's going to talk about his position in this? <laughs> Top 500. See? <laughs> when it's supposed to be Omega versus Reigns. See, I, I think he'll go down the, the the bracket of I've wrestled them both. Here's who I think is best type thing. While saying he's better than both of them. The, the, I've got a major issue with the PW500. PWI500. Major issue. What's major, that? major issue with it. And to me, it's going in room 101. So we've got, but we've got a room 101 for both. Okay. It's a fucking bullshit list. Like I, I thought it was like a real, you know, pro wrestling insider. The magazine decided who their favorite five hundred wrestlers were of the year and ranked them. They're not. They rank it like it's a real thing. So like ROH's pay per view the other weekend, the main event was uh, Roxy against uh, I think Alanda Alaziz or something like that. Uh, apologies if I'm getting the the name wrong. I've not seen it, but fantastic match. Apparently, great women's wrestling match. Roxy w- wins the belt, and I know and I know Roxy because I've seen her a lot on ROH TV. Nineteen years old, but a fucking veteran. She's been in there for years and years and years. The other the other lady that was in there is ranked at like number thirty. Mm. The reason why she's ranked at number thirty is because she's held an independent title belt for like five hundred days. So those rankings mean jack shit. They mean what they mean it basically what it is the higher rank you are, the longest you've held the title for. Right. So she's ranked higher than like CM Punk of or course. Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Okay. So it takes it like really seriously. It's like a K-fabe ranking. That's that's what it feels like to me. And again, I've only heard like Alvarez and all those people talk about it, but they call it a bullshit list. They're like, it's the fucking worst. It's mm. the worst. I don't know why anybody's bothered. Because, like, if you remember, like, a couple of years ago, it was, I think Moxley was the number one. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder why. It was because he held the AW title for a long time. And then it was, like, Reigns. So, like, Ray- Reigns is probably going to be number one next year because he won't lose that belt, whereas Omega's in danger of losing the belt to Brighton. Yeah. You know, it's all it's bullshit. It's just a completely bullshit Strange. thing. Strange, yeah, weird way really to measure odd. it. But yeah, I bet I bet that for that just to drag it back to something more fun. I bet like how how long is that podcast? Is it like half an hour, an hour? What podcast? The, oh, it's um, the thing you want. Let me check because I want to. If he's talking yeah. about that on his own, I'm desperate to listen to it. If he's got a guest on it, because if he's talking about that on his own with just a with a vodka, of, just a stream of consciousness, a bit of grey goose. Okay. Oh, it's, he's with the editor and the senior writer. Defend the mags picks for this year's number one, Kenny Omega. Well, the fucking yeah, but the, but they but they don't rank it on who they think's best. It's who's had a title longest. Like there might be an odd thing in there where they maybe number one is who they think's been the best wrestler. Mm-hmm. But you can't put this is why it's a bullshit list. Roman Reigns cannot be at the top of that list because he's not a wrestler. He's a superstar. He's a sports entertainment superstar, arguably doing the best work of his career. But he ain't having fucking decent matches. He's never had a decent match. 
one match that we can remember when we were talking about this last was him and Bray Wyatt in a cage. Yeah. And that was all right. And I was like, fuck, no, this is more what I want to see. It's just rest hold, Superman punch, spear, one, two, three. Mm. Like, who gives a f- who gives a fuck? That's why they did a spot at Extreme Rules where the demon was fucking running wild on him and he got up on the top rope and the top rope broke. That's why, because you, you need you need those spots in matches because at least Cena had fucking psychology. At least mm. Cena knew what would happen, how to pop a crowd and shit. It's like, yeah, it's a bullshit list. They can go, they can fuck off. Yes. I know. I was. I was just. I was trying to. I was trying to phrase this question. I was going to ask you in in a way that made sense. Where would be? Where would be the worst place that you would ever wish to be accompanied by Chris Jericho? The worst place. I'm gonna just start it I've by saying two. a funeral. Oh baby. <laughs> because regardless of whether he knew the person who died, I think he'd make a speech in the church. <laughs> <laughs> so does anybody else want to talk in like Jericho's? Yeah, I'll there. say something. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that would be min. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Maybe, yeah. <laughs> It'd actually be quite in, wouldn't it? Yeah, he'd be he'd be getting the crowd going in like a some a weird religious like chant. He'd, he'd start going, "You are awesome," in the mic. <laughs> Everyone starts like a tiny little, and no one knows what to do. Yeah, it's yeah. like grandma, you are awesome. <laughs> And he'd just kind of, he'd do that thing where he's got the mic to, he, he'd take the mic out of it, it's like holster, and he'd have it like he was cutting a promo. <laughs> and he'd just say, oh, Grandma, you are awesome. And then he'd just go, and like pull the mic away and just look out to the crowd. Do you know like they do when they want, when they want a reaction? Yeah. Like, like Brian Danielson, where he's like, you've got no balls. And then there's some mutterings, and then he just like, they just bring the mic down and just look towards the crowd, which makes him do it even more. <laughs> Two two places, two places that I would hate to be accompanied by Chris Jericho. We should have probably started with this. <laughs> One would be if there was a physical WWE Hall of Fame. So and and they are talking about doing that. So where you like can, a museum. Yeah, so where you walk through and okay. he's fucking telling you about everybody. <laughs> fucking Coco beware. <laughs> he's got stories on everyone. And the second is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, the Rock and Roll, that's it. It'd be insufferable. It'd be absolutely insufferable. Because what would happen is, is you'd get to it, you get to a certain bit, and there might be like a part of the, um, you know, a part of the day where we've had a bit of an argument, we've had a bit of a row, because he's just talking, 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 talking. I'm like, Chris, Chris, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm walking around this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, I can't. I can't deal with you anymore. Just shut the fuck up. You know, hold my hand if you need to, <laughs> but just shut the fuck up. I can't hear it anymore. And he'd be like, all right, blah, blah. and he'd go walking off. And then it'd be like dead silent, like dead silent, like really fucking silent. And you'd be there and you'd be reading something. And then miles away, you just hear him going, crazy, that's how it goes. And you just hear him singing. And he'd go band to fucking band. And he'd just be like singing away, 
showing he can fucking do it. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, insufferable. Was, nah, I'm sure it'd be great. No, I, I, see, you say all this, and I'm like, actually, that sounds like a really fun day. If I was, if I was, yeah. if, if if we ever get really rich, which isn't going to happen, uh, I don't think mental um, health nurses get paid that well, sweetheart. And we we went to one of those charity <laughs> Sorry auctions, to burst that and it's like bid on dinner with Chris Jericho. We would be bidding on that for us three to go for dinner because I think that would be fucking hilarious oh yeah of the course it was the shit that we would be coming out with at the end of but that that's, but that's material for fucking weeks but that's that's how I want it I want it professional <laughs> I want him to feel like he's, he's he's when he's sitting down to dinner with us I want him to feel like we're, we're make a wish kids oh yeah I don't, I don't want it to be like like he's my mate like I'm thinking about the, the rock and roll hall of fame and the, and the WWE hall of fame like I'm friends with him and he's just like telling me story after story I want him to be professional I want him to think it's a business engagement so, yes. And obviously, in a business engagement, he'll just be constantly getting himself over, yeah. drinking his gay, grey goose, like, what are you dying of? You know, like, like that's, that's the situation I want. I want him to think it's a business arrangement. I don't want him to be, like, obviously friendly, but he's going to be overly friendly, and he's going to be like Chris Jericho to 11. Yeah. That's what I want. I don't want, like, you know... Him and Luther have gone to a Wendy's for a burger. I don't. I don't want none of that shit. I don't want the what is it the the Winnipeggers crap. No. Don't want none of that bullshit. I want him to be corporate. Corporate Jericho. Corporate Jericho, like like VIP meet and greet Jericho. That's that's what I want to see. Oh my Where God. he's like he knows he's a somebody's because I I you know obviously I looked didn't end up buying a ticket, but they are legitimately sold out now. The Manchester Fozzie Show. Uh, I know we talked about potentially going, but we're never going to go. <laughs> Club Club Academy, right? It's like two hundred people. So him saying sold, sold out, out in Manchester, sold out in Manchester. Yeah, the five people who decided to turn up. Um, but there's, there was VIP tickets for that show, and it was something like one hundred and fifty quid. Jesus it was more. His VIP ticket for Fozzy was more than the big show's VIP ticket for Academy One for that Inside the Ropes thing. But cancelled that. Has it now? Mm. I didn't know that. Mm. Did you see why? Or yeah, the guy COVID? running it's... Um, Is that Kenny McIntosh Yeah, guy? he's had a bit of a hard time. He like, had to go to hospital. He's, he's essentially had a breakdown. So he's had to pull away from doing that. He's just found it too stressful Shit. to organise. So he's had to just completely remove himself from it. Do you know what? I, I've i cancelled it now because of the content. And I've, I've kind of... I think I still follow him. Mm, yeah, but, we do follow him on Twitter. Yeah, but he he came across when he was on because I the reason why I got the Inside the Ropes magazine is because he did a, a spot on Observer Live, and he came across so well, such a nice guy, and and I kind of like tongue in, you know a bit like whenever tongue in cheek like mock people in in the wrestling biz who are like not wrestlers. Mm. Um, a few times when we watched like the YouTube. Where he was kind of putting himself over and that kind of stuff, um, but he he came across as like a really nice guy, but he was such a WWE apologist, mm. and like you know, and it, it, it was the whole like, oh, well, you think this is bad? You should have seen WC. No, it, it, it's bad. Just could say what it is, because because he doesn't want to break those relationships. But that's tough. Like obviously, yeah. you know, Shame. that's what I want to go into maybe do you know what like what running running shows for the big show no absolutely not <laughs> I think big show would be a good one to make though yeah I'm sure it'd be very nice yeah 
But yeah, but like you were saying about like because because with the mental health thing, you can branch off into different areas and, and like do what you want. And I was thinking about the music with d- dementia patients and stuff like mm. that. I bet there's a shitload of mental health shit going around in wrestling. Oh my god! You know that you could just be on tap for. So if I could get my counselling shit sorted as well, and mm. then maybe that would be a good thing. But yeah, oh poor poor him because Joe, you know he came across like a fucking really nice guy. Yeah. And and the magazines like and you know I think I'd probably get that almanac every year. Yeah. Because it was like a tenner. Yeah. You know this. If anybody hasn't seen that, and Chris Oryx, if you're still listening, you know exactly what I mean because you got it and didn't fucking say. You know, you, you got to tell us these things, man. If, you, if you're getting some cool shit, you got to tell us so we can join in. Um, but, like, the Almanac is, like, the Back to the Future Sports Almanac, and it's just got everything in it, like, every pay-per-view and every mm. big story of the year, you know, to start with, and it's, like, every match is graded, and it's a really cool thing to have just for a, a stats dweeb like me. But the magazine was so pro-WWE, and it just wouldn't... It, it it couldn't, and I'm sure, you know, it probably had bits in it that were critical. But that's the issue. And I kind of said that, I've said this to a few people over the last few months who are wrestling-y, podcast-y people, is the problem with getting in with somebody is you feel like you can't be objective. Mm. So, like, if we, if we sort of, and, and they know exactly what they're doing... You know, and not saying they were doing it in any way, shape, or form with us because we're nowhere near big enough. But you know, do you think us? You know, I'd be interested to hear our shows after WWE put us on a few things. Yeah. Like officially, like with our with our name on it, which happened. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to hear our few shows after that and see how objective we were to WWE. Or if we were just like, this is great, oh yeah, Roman Reigns again, do you know what I mean? Famous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but, that's, but that's the problem. Like, if, if you got, you know, say say if, you know, AW reached out, like now, and was like, oh, you know, you've got a reasonable following, do you want to become, like, one of our affiliates or something like that? No. Even if they were going to pay you for it, no. Because you can't be objective. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if WWE paid us, like, 40 grand a year each, right, to do a WWE podcast. Yeah. It's like, we miss your podcast so much. We want RTM to do a WWE-only podcast. We'll pay you 40 grand a year each. You know, most people would think, fucking hell yeah. That's amazing. Of course we'll fucking do that. But the problem with doing that is you can't be objective. You can't say WWE shit. You can't say AW shit. You can't say Ring of Honor needs to get fans back because it looks like you're watching a fucking... I don't know what it is, like a, a, a COVID-related TV show. ROH TV at the moment is nearly unwatchable because mm. there's no fans. But if you were affiliated to ROH, you can't say that. You know, you have to say, oh, what a great show. It's like, no, the fans aren't there. It sucks. New Japan, it sucks because the fans can't cheer. You can only clamp, clap and stamp the feet. It sounds awful. You know, and again, that's not their fault. It's a state of emergency and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you probably won't go that far. But that's the issue. Once you start going down that road, you have to become a shill of it. I knew I'd get that word in this What's show. That you, you, ha- you have to, because if you don't, <laughs> if you don't, they'll cut you off. Like, look at Melsa. Meltzer, when when Meltzer talks about WWE, 
he is he says when thing he doesn't think things are good but they're never big things they're always like slight production things slight match related things he never says wwe are like fucking you know because because i i don't listen to wrestling observer radio and the reason why is because i can't stand it because mm. Al- alvarez tries to put his point across and Meltzer always constantly interrupts him. He's constantly fucking interrupting him, and it drives me mad. You know how bad I am with interrupting, and the irony of that, you know, I can see it. Um, but you know, Meltzer will will defend them to the hilt. You know, to have what was the, what was the last one that I saw was the, the false advertising thing. What the fuck was it? It was. It was. I can't remember, but it was some show. Where they advertised, oh, there's been loads since, but this is the only one I can remember. But this is the firm one. There has been a lot since. But there was some show where they advertised Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar for a show because the ticket sales were bad. Mm. Only Becky Lynch turned up, which angered a lot of the fans that were there because they bought a ticket to see Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not you think they are mental for buying a ticket to just go and see Brock Lesnar walking out, it doesn't really matter. But it was a different thing, but it was a similar type of bullshit. And Alvarez was calling him out on the bullshit, and Meltzer was trying to defend him. That's the issue. Mm. When you've got... Because on Wrestling Observer Live, the interview, AW people and ROH wrestlers and and indie wrestlers (laughs) and all that kind of stuff, if they ever do have an interview segment. And it's because they are not ingrained with them, so they can say what they want. Whereas Meltzer the great confirmer the reason why he's the great confirmer is because over the last three years he's pissed everybody in WWE off Mm. and that's why he's trying to bring it round again say oh actually I'm not that bad Charlotte you know he's got Charlotte's direct number she confirmed it she's like oh you've got my number Dave why don't you ring me and ask me about it Mm. so that's that's the type of shit that we're talking about if you get down that rabbit hole and why it's not worth it you might as well not bother and it is just a job at that point so therefore, you'll fall out of love with it, and you won't want to do it anymore. True that. True that. True that. that make any sense whatsoever? Yes, certainly did. What we're we talking about, Jericho, like fun Jericho spots. Yeah, I think that's how it started. I don't really remember why we got onto that. Tangent, one. tangent, tangent. Tangents, baby. Are you, have you got any more for any more? Or should we wrap this baby up? I think we should wrap it up now. I feel like we've gone for a decent amount of time. Yeah, I think so. I never know until I stop it and send it, though, because I don't measure it. I don't measure it in time. I measure it in bars and beats. Yeah. Right. Anybody who's made it this far, thank you very much. The cap's tipped, as always. Because when we do go off on one, we do go off on one. But Chris Oryx, I'm probably just talking to you now. Axel, maybe. <laughs> you know, Unless you guys have got other things to do. It was a great weekend for us. Let's, let's face it. RTMFC did very well this weekend. County, Chelsea, and Bram, Brev, 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 the Bees, Brentford, Brentford yeah. all won. Wow. Shit. So, RTMFC, I like the that. RTMFC, yeah. Now, do you, what do you prefer? Do you prefer the fucking long, here's a load of fucking news about New Japan and ROH and WWE and AEW, or do you prefer just two topics where we just riff on it? Riff him! Because that's what I'm... I know we kind of mess around with formats all the time. Things like Room 101 will stay and all that kind of stuff. Remember your Room 101, we'll do it next time. Forgot it already. Yeah, I forgot mine as well. Can't remember. 
<laughs> I can't remember, but it'll come, it'll come back to us. Drafts. No, that's a different one. <laughs> Pointless drafts before going into Survivor Series, where they can mix shows anyway. Idiots. But yeah, what, what do you prefer? Because obviously, you know, we're doing this for ourselves, but we're doing it for you guys as well. Do you like the long reams of news and all that kind of shit? Or do you want just two topics where we just riff on it? We try and have a laugh more than we've laughed probably this show. Um, let us know. At RTM Wrestling on Twitter. What do you want to hear? That'd be great. Constructive criticism. Yes. But don't say we're shit. I'm not interested in that. No, nothing negative, obviously. What do you want? What do you want? Do you want the full? Here's the ROH news. Here's the AW news. Here's the the other wrestling news. That's what (laughs) I I never even debuted that. Oh, I think I did it on one show, where like WWE's news was in like other, (laughs) which I thought it popped to me anyway. But anyway, whatever. But yeah, what do you want? Two topics. We just riff on it or that reams and reams of news you might it might not be physically possible to do the reams and reams of news but you know if that's what people like more then I'm willing to oblige nah I mean nah I mean yeah I do yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> pulling faces at each other now it's not it's, 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 it's an audio medium we can't do that yeah I'm absolutely knackered that's why Oh crikey! Right, well, we should go there. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm gonna like go to bed and get up early. Oh really? Instead of like staying Stay up. up. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe get up at six. I'm not in art till half ten. Sure. So so I could get up at six and do a th- three hour jobby. You could. Leave it till the last possible minute. Well, no, the last possible minute would be tomorrow night because it's oh, in for Tuesday. Anyway, anyway, oh, well, if you want to join us on this journey, it's at RTM Wrestling on Twitter. Thank you so much for finding where the podcast is if you're listening to this now. Thanks for getting this far. Until next time. Cheerio, motherfuckers.